This podcast is part of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network at www.tpsradio.net. Looks like we're back one more time. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown, exclusively on www.sundaynightshowdown.com. Our continuing live coverage of the WWE's latest pay-per-view offering, Elimination Chamber. Joining me in studio, ladies and gentlemen, we've got the worldwide phenomenon, Internet Dave. We've got the great white, Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Unfortunately, Boom Boom not in the house tonight. But you still have me, the Sunday Night Showstopper, the main event, the iconic Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexay. Oh, what the hell is going on tonight, guys? We've had two title changes in one hour. Actually, we've had two title changes in about five minutes there, Shark. Well, and uh, it certainly has been very interesting. And uh, for those of you that joined us for the... Uh, Sunday Night Showdown quick pick show last night in Mark the Shark to Carlos Abstentia. You know <laughs> that uh, you know, now know that uh, the four of us were 0 for 4 in our prognostication as to who might win the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber. We now know that Sheamus is no longer the WWE World Heavyweight Champion and that for a short time John Cena was until. Vincent Kennedy McMahon made his presence and very bad taste in shirts uh, <laughs> be, be known. And uh, after a 50-minute grueling elimination chamber, uh, of which John Cena gained a token of victory uh, over actually pinning Triple H uh, to, to gain the WWE Championship, that uh, out of nowhere appears Vincent Kennedy McMahon and makes the revelation that in fact the animal Batista would enter immediately into a title match with John Cena and Cena was very very beat up and uh, it was very easy to for for the animal Batista to gain a measure of victory uh, very quickly and attain the WWE championship strap uh, and he now will be the champion heading into WrestleMania in Phoenix at, at uh, the University of uh, uh, Arizona Stadium. And, wow, who would have thunk it, Double J? Yeah, you know, they totally swerved us tonight. Nobody really saw John Cena walking away and then Batista coming out. 
uh, per Vince McMahon and, and taking the title from John Cena. So uh, very impromptu and. I'm very disgusted that my pick of Sheamus didn't hold up. <laughs> well, guys, um, I, I, hang on before you finish sorry. that. You guys go ahead and continue the broadcast. I'll be with you momentarily. I've got to uh, focus on something for a few minutes, okay? Sure, absolutely. Well, Shark, I mean, like we were talking uh, before uh, before we came on air tonight, and we are totally live here on SundayNightShowdown.com, so if so if uh, you're, you're listening to us on Audio Wrestling, and uh, we thank Brian very much for the audio link, Please uh, come over to SundayNightShowdown.com and join us in the chat room and and uh, send us an email or uh, ask us any questions that you'd like during the live uh, during the live broadcast because we'll take any questions or comments that you want to broadcast and perhaps uh, during the post game show we'll uh, we'll take some calls. I don't know Why, it's not my Skype? decision, but we'll see we'll see what happens. But I mean, Shark as uh, Kane and your decision is not to make any decisions, correct? Well, it's not my decision. <laughs> as Kane and Drew McIntyre get started here for the Intercontinental, I think everyone knew. Well, I mean. You had to be living under a rock to not know that it was going to be Batista and John Cena facing each other at WrestleMania due to the circumstances between Bret Hart and Vince McMahon. Absolutely, the, the corporate the corporate shill of Batista for yep. we still don't know why, I, I, unless he said it on SmackDown two or three weeks ago. I just I don't I don't know. I'm busy on Friday nights. I don't watch wrestling very much. But against uh, the defender of the man who. Uh, who needed defending uh, John Cena, but I don't think anyone thought that the belt would be on the line. Well, certainly not, Dave, and uh, talk about not only a swerve, but a double swerve. Of course, early in the, in the Elimination Chamber, uh, Cody Rhodes came down to the ring with a lead pipe and put it through the chain link uh, fence surrounding the Elimination Chamber, and we all thought here in the International Studios of Sunday Night Showdown that, in fact, he was trying to uh, pass off said lead pipe to the Viper Randy Orton, when in fact, what happened was, is Ted DiBiase Jr. grabbed the lead pipe and whacked um, not only Kofi Kingston, but Randy Orton, turned around and and rolled up Randy Orton for the three count, thus eliminating uh, Orton at the time. He was the first one to be eliminated from the elimination chamber, and uh, God, uh, less than 20 seconds after that, Kofi Kingston caught um, Ted DiBiase Jr. off guard and rolled him up for the 1-2-3. And not too too long after that, Sheamus uh, eliminated um, Kofi Kingston via pin count. So in the space of about two minutes there, you had three out of six eliminated. And then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. And uh, by hook or by crook now, throughout this whole scenario, Triple H, uh, Dave, was on the outside apparently being knocked out for that by that uh, uh, bad tumble that he took on top of his head yep. on the iron uh, uh, flooring uh, outside of the ring in the elimination chamber. And then, bada-bing, bada-bong, um, he gets rolled up, and, and uh, uh, all of a sudden John Cena is your new WWE heavyweight champion. And as you, uh, as you illustrated, VKM came out and announced his congratulatory speech, albeit short, to uh, uh, John Cena and said, well, you know, if you're going to make it to Mania, there's only one thing you have to go through now, and that's a very fresh animal, Dave Batista, and uh, really the writing was on the wall, and uh, holy swerve, they must have been working overtime at Titan Tower this week, Dave, to come up with that, and, and you really got to think that... Uh, 
you know, everybody's assumption that, okay, you know, Sheamus is going to retain and that probably he'll be facing Triple H at Mania and then in, in some way, shape, or form that both Cena and, uh, and uh, Batista would be involved in the uh, pending uh, Bret Hart um, uh, VKM scenario at Mania and all that fantasy booking, as I've stated time and time and again and on this show and other shows on the Sunday Night Showdown network. That uh, it's not fa- a network. Well, yeah. we we are a network. We're, we're a network. <laughs> we're a network of shows, and not only that, there are an exorbitant a n- a number of. Network of people that listen to us. So, anyways, having said that again, and I just did, um, wow is all I have to say. Wow is the word that comes to mind, Internet Dave, when when I am describing the uh, first elimination chamber from St. Louis tonight. Yeah, I mean, nobody would have thought that if there was going to be a guy to hit his former legacy partner with a pipe and turn on him, it, that it would be Ted DiBiase Jr. I mean, that's a very bold decision that he's made. I mean, Randy Orton couldn't believe it, and Cody Rhodes couldn't believe it. So, really, I mean, to me, I've been predicting a three-way dance at WrestleMania as the ultimate uh, breakup of, of of Legacy, and right. who knows, that may very well happen, because Good. how do you leave Cody Rhodes out of that match? Right. But, but you never know, they may change it. The weird thing is, is like, I mean, we were talking a few minutes ago before we came on air officially that... That really, I mean, Jeff and I had been talking about this a couple months ago. We literally had the top six matches booked. And even though with these swerves, we still have those core of matches. Legacy facing each other. Very likely, unless something crazy happens. Triple H facing Sheamus. And, and uh, well, that's excuse kind of, me, that, that whole scenario is kind of blown up because of what we've seen tonight. Well, well, we, well we said title or non-title. Right. So, like I said, I'm, I'm shocked that Batista's scene is going to be for the championship. And right now, you honestly... I mean, the lines kind of get blurred during the road to WrestleMania between the brands, of course. But to me, right now, uh, Batista's on the Raw brand, and uh, well, hopefully, is he? Hopefully, is he? well, hopefully he appears on both shows, to, right. And hopefully, Cena appears on both shows to build up this match for this uh, for this the WWE Championship. Of course, the World Heavyweight Championship will be coming up in the main event uh, for Elimination Chamber. And of round course, two. They, there's been some heat. Uh, lately on SmackDown, of course, between Edge and Batista, so you, you, you never quite know how much they're going to play around with that. The the obvious scenario is that um, the Undertaker will lose his uh, World Heavyweight Championship tonight in the second Elimination Chamber. Um, is it obvious? Well, he's from, got a one out of six chance of keeping it. That's true. That's true. But uh, from everything that that one has been reading. Uh, over the internet, and certainly with with the way that Mark Calloway, the Undertaker's sciatican, is back, has been yeah, treating him, yeah. and that the apparent speculation is that he's going to post mania have further surgery, as we almost see the challenger to uh, Drew McIntyre's intercontinental uh, strap get a two and three quarters count, and Kane has been uh, uh, gaining the measure of uh, uh, <laughs> of action in the Intercontinental Championship match so far, but what I was saying is that you, you really got to think that, given the fact that it is speculated widely, Dave, that not only is The Undertaker, but Shawn Michaels, the H- HBK, the Heartbreak Kid, going to be taking time off after Mania, that in fact, if Undertaker is going to drop his title, it will be tonight uh, against, when I said this, 
although I wasn't on Quick Picks last night, I yeah. emailed in my picks, and I did choose uh, Chris Jericho as the winner of that of that match, and that obviously would uh, continue along with the uh, apparent program that will be happening between Chris Jericho and the Rated R Superstar Edge, and that if, in fact, Jericho does win the Elimination Chamber and has the strap, that wouldn't that be a hell of a main event for Mania as well between the two Canadians. Yeah, apparently, excuse me, Jericho and Edge, yeah, the two Canadians fighting for a world title, I'm never going to turn that down. I mean, a lot of the chat uh, during the week, especially on Unplugged and on Quick Picks last night, was that that would already be a leading match of the year candidate, and it hasn't even taken place. Right. So, I mean, imagine what The Undertaker and Shawn round two, although a lot of people in the IWC don't want to see it, imagine what they're planning to do, because it could be absolutely incredible hopefully both men can work it out because both men will obviously be taking an extended leave afterwards to me though shark i mean it's unfortunate for those of us who watch wrestling every single week every single month watch every pay-per-view listen to every radio show although you should only be listening to radio shows here on this network including wrestling news live coming back on march 1st basically it's Disappointing to think that because Edge won the the Royal Rumble, which to me was a huge surprise, and I was very happy when that happened, it almost made it obvious that Jericho becomes the champion because Edge is going to 99% chance challenge for the SmackDown uh, winner versus the Raw winner, which was made even more obvious earlier this evening, but that it seems almost obvious that Jericho is going to be the winner tonight to build up off of that angle that they had when when uh, when Edge uh, ripped his Achilles to begin with. Right. And to me, that's kind of a disappointment where you can predict this thing six months in advance because, I mean, we were predicting when Edge came back, he would go against Jericho, and it could be right around Mania. Well, so and, and here's I the hate th- to predict matches six months in advance and be right. Of course, and, and here's the thing. And that I, I think that with the widespread speculation, as Drew McIntyre goes for the uh, DDT on Kane, and oh, that he got him, and he got him too. Woo-hoo! So there you have it. I was Re- thinking about it afterwards, sir. Sorry. Yep. Uh, regarding everyone had Drew McIntyre uh, retaining the yep. championship, but I think a lot of guys were like a DQ, a double countout. Uh, like I thought about it when I was uh, after we signed off last night. I'm like, well, gee. I mean, normally title matches, the way I like to predict them are, will the champion be walking out with the title, or will they just win? Because you kind of get burned. Cause, sure. Yeah, because if, if they get beat in by a DQ, they still keep the belt, but they technically lost. Well, and Kane went so for the uh, choke moment. slam. Uh, the referee, Jack Doan, got in between, at Thumb which point w- w- the uh, Drew McIntyre gave the... Uh, the uh, Scottish thumb to the eye, not to be confused with the standard thumb to the eye, and then the double arm <laughs> DDT to Kane, and there w- that was it. Don't I- count to three, and uh, Drew McIntyre retains his Intercontinental Championship um, clean with another pretty over fun- the big red monster. Yeah, with another pretty funky opening, as people have said. I mean, to me right now, the problem with SmackDown is that they haven't built guys past a certain idea. Like Drew McIntyre, he hasn't been any more he hasn't had any attributes added to his character besides the the hand-picked champion of Vince right. McMahon unfortunately the Hart Dynasty three people you and I have known for multiple years me 10 probably you 30 um, besides being the nephew <coughs> the nephew of Bret Hart the the son of the British Bulldog and the daughter of of uh, of the anvil they've really got no additional attributes either 
And to me, that's... I like Michael Hayes' booking, but to me, that's an issue. Well, and, and you know what? As we are, <laughs> as we are uh, viewing Gail Kim and Maurice having a bit of a pre-championship match tete-a-tete in the back, um, I really think that with what's gone on on SmackDown lately, that Dave, really, Edge could choose to go up against Batista. Maybe. And, and, and there's uh, well, a whole... I mean, I mean uh, if Jericho's not the champion, if... Oh, yeah. You well, know, do, do, do you really think that... Uh, let, let's theorize here. If Jericho okay. doesn't go over in the Elimination Chamber later on, and by, by hook or by crook, The Undertaker retains his title tonight. Very if well. If Edge, who do you want to go up against? What champion? You want to go up against Batista. Yeah, you don't want to... If you're you Edge, don't want you don't to want to... With The Undertaker, if you're Edge. Yeah. You don't want anything to do with the streak. I mean, really, it was just the idea. I I watched SmackDown here about an hour before I came to the arena, or came to the Worldwide Studios today, and to me, it was just two random guys put together. So it didn't really mean anything, especially because the Undertaker and Chris Jericho got involved to squash that main event on Friday Night SmackDown. So, I mean, Edge looked good in his in his. Uh, in his uh, return, I mean, he, he didn't look out of place. As Maurice comes down to the ring to face Gail Kim, as another Canadian will become all right, a all champion. Right. And, and you know what, but, Dave? Uh, even, me, even as me being a proud Canadian, uh, I think that, uh, uh, you know, you, you're trying to emulate uh, Don <laughs> Sherry. has gone on yes. long enough. Okay. You're, you're going to give us Canadians a bad name if you keep uh, uh, chirping about the fact that uh, you, your favorite wrestlers, hockey teams, football, are all Canadian, and, and frankly, we're all sick of it. But anyways, having what, what said that... What do you that, want to bet that they got the that Olympic hockey game on in the back right now, and, and Jericho and Edge uh, might maybe. happen to be pay some bets after this game? Well, they're, they're all close with a number of the players on the uh, yeah. uh, Team Canada team. However, I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome uh, JJ Sexy back to Sunday Night Showdown right now. We had... Uh, some technical difficulties which we have overcome now and JJ uh, what do you think about the double swerve firstly the lead pipe incident with uh, uh, Ted DiBiase and and, uh, and the whole uh, the whole scenario with uh, with the Viper and, and, and Cody Rhodes and the apparent breakup of legacy not only that but uh, Sheamus no longer the, the WWE title holder and uh, uh, John Cena Gaining the victory, and Uh-oh. and then, out of nowhere, VKM announcing that, that Cena was going to have to defend the title right there and then, right there and then, against the Animal Batista. Well, and to top it all off, it looks like we've got, uh, we've got Vicky Guerrero coming down to the ring. Your favorite. Absolutely. <laughs> Wonder what Vicky has to say. Is it actually picking up? Is the microphone on, Dave, over yeah, there? It, yeah, it's picking it up. Very, very little. Uh, no, glad to be back on the program. I had some business I had to take care of momentarily, but uh, I am back. What happened uh, between Drew McIntyre and Kane? I, I obviously missed that match. Drew pinned him. Good. I figured Drew would win. Clean. Yep. Give the double arm uh, uh, DDT, and Kane did not kick out. And uh, actually, what happened prior to that led led into that finishing spot was Kane went for the choke slam. Referee Jack Doan uh, got in between the two of them because McIntyre was uh, uh, up against the the ropes, and then all of a sudden, bada bing, bada bong, and and McIntyre gives the double arm DDT, and uh, uh, Doan counts three. 
Very they're, interesting. They're changing this into a tag match as Maurice and Gail Kim will now team together against Layla and Michelle McCool. And Shark, I know you're going to be horribly disappointed, but we still, after six weeks, don't have a Divas champion. I can't believe no, and, and it. I, Andy, I can't believe it. And I believe that we're not going to have... Correct Breaking me if I'm wrong, news. I, I, was, I was just uh, listening to what J.J. was saying. In fact, is the title still on the line or no? Not right now. She said she's postponing the championship match so that these two can face Layla and Michelle McTaker as this card continues to change just like another four-card pay-per-view we or four-match pay-per-view we saw in December a few years ago, guys. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't think Vicky Guerrero was the general manager of Raw. And no. correct me if I'm wrong, that Gail Kim and Maurice are on the Raw brand. Correct. Okay. So what in the hell is going on in the minds of the uncreative team tonight <laughs> in Stamford, Connecticut? Because inquiring minds like myself would like to know. Well, you know what? The the uncreative team, or increative, very uncreative tonight, um, I don't know what in God's name is is happening. They, they, they should have... They should have, you know, since we've just been, Double J and Internet Day, have been subjected uh, of a week gone by of pay-per-view name changes in World Wrestling Entertainment, should they not have changed the name of the Elimination Chamber to Swerve? Should have fucking called this thing Swerve. That's all we're getting tonight. The Swerve Chamber. Why don't we just call it uh, WWE Presents Clusterfuck? Well, you know what? Well, I'm down with that. Live on pay-per-view, only $45.99. Well, guys, quick, somebody trademark that. (laughs) <laughs> WWE clusterfuck. Well, you know what? Maybe what happens here is that Maurice and Gail Kim actually win the match, and then they start the uh, the, the Divas Championship uh, tournament finale uh, right afterwards. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. As Dude, we why have a St. tournament? Why have a tournament if you're not going to have a finale? Guys, I'll draw this comparison uh, again. When uh, Paul Heyman left WWE... They uh, Live Audio Wrestling did an interview with him about 14 months ago, and they said, Paul, can you tell us what ha- was happening during that December to December week when the entire pay-per-view just seemed to be a clusterfuck all over again and things were getting changed and matches were getting added that didn't make any sense, and then the show cut out at the 2-hour and 20-minute mark. And he said that entire week was just crazy. Things were getting changed 10 times a minute. Nobody knew what was going on. The Sunday morning, they were still making changes. To me, guys, when you have a four-card, four-match card booked, this is an issue, and this could be another decision over the last seven days to make a lot of quick changes, which don't make a lot of sense. Hey, they've already got our money; we can't do anything about it. But especially Batista being added and taking the way, taking the belt away from Cena, and this match being added, and who knows what's going to come out later. We may have had some decisions here in just the last 48 hours that are going to drastically change this pay-per-view. Well, I mean, you know, the road to WrestleMania has definitely gotten heated and interesting. We've definitely changed the dynamic of what they're doing here. As far as adding matches to the card, I, I still don't understand why we're having this random tag team diva match when there's clearly a Divas Championship match that should be happening here. Why not bring other people into this? Rather than these two, I, I don't know. 
I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I don't even know what to say at this point. Well, you know what? There, there is really no valid explanation to be given. However, the, the short-term explanation that I'm going to give right now, in my humble estimation, is that as we see Gail Kim go for a tag, and uh, Maurice didn't want to tag Gail Kim, is that, guys, if you really want to slice it, dice it, hash it, mash it, try to envision as to what happened as, uh, as Michelle oh. McTaker goes for the Styles Clash, or the Taker <laughs> Clash on Gail Kim and gets the victory... As Maurice didn't want anything to do with, with that contest because Gail Kim was in it the entire right. time, and Michelle McCool wins with, I'm not calling it the Styles Clash, right. Styles Clash. Right, exactly. And, and my point is this. With all of the on-the-fly changes that they've had <laughs> in the last half an hour uh, from the Elimination Chamber to uh, uh, Stinky Guerrero changing the whole scenario. I like that name. Changing the whole scenario with the women's title match. Um, there's only one thing for Mark the Shark to Carlo that would base this statement on is that they have unequivocally screwed everything up and that the crowd at the Scott Raid, Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri is at a loss because they've been very quiet, Dave, since the whole VKM appearance. Well, it's funny because if you watch SmackDown this past Friday, Gail, excuse me, Mickey James is going to face Michelle McCool for the women's championship this coming Friday on SmackDown, and Maurice beating the hell out of Gail Kim is getting absolutely no reaction here in St. Louis, and Vicky Guerrero is going to be the special referee for that match. So, to me, I, at this point, what Vicky Guerrero was doing with the Divas and the fact that we still don't have a, a Divas champion on the Raw brand I don't know what the hell Andy's going to say on Saturday. I don't know where he is right now. I don't know. But what he, he took the wrong time to take a coffee break. Well, I don't know where where the power Andy knows or the self proclaimed king of all Italy, Mike Siciliano, are. But I know that that Wrestling New Live uh, host co host, pardon me, the Trey Dog is in the chat room right now, and and the the silence you hear. Wait for it. There's the silence. The silence you hear is the Trey Dog said is the sound of the guy farting in the fifth row because everybody in the arena is so goddamn quiet with what's going on. Trey Dog, thanks for pointing that out. Uh, you know what? I'll say this. I, I, I'm I, putting the, the title on hostage. Uh, You're at a fucking the, loss. The title's held hostage. The title is held hostage. Fuck it. I'm with Andy on this one. Hold that fucking title hostage. Just throw it away. We don't need it anymore. Yeah, Obviously, we, we've got Vicky Guerrero coming over and bringing SmackDown Divas to Raw. Fuck it. Who cares anymore? Do Fuck whatever, it. Do whatever you want. They can do it live. Fuck them. That's it. Well, guys, I mean, we were talking about it last night on uh, Quick Picks, and the archive's still there. And r really, at this point, we suggested that... What a promoter he is, eh? It's radio. What, what, what else am I going to do but promote? Um, well, you know what? In wrestling, it's not about this match. It's always about the next match. Anyway, right. um, as uh, The Miz with three championship belts around him uh, is being interviewed regarding NXT and Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, uh, basically, at this point, this is the time to have that NXT showcase match. I mean, we've still got an hour and 40 minutes, and we have one match, guys, because we've had the Intercontinental. We've had the women's debacle. We've had... The Raw Elimination Chamber. I don't know if six guys, Jeff and Shark, can go for one hour and 40 minutes. 
No, they're obviously going to have to do something. I, this is a creative nightmare tonight. I don't even know what the hell has happened with this show. I was looking forward to this show. Maybe I should have known when we had problems with Ustream and we had problems with everything. It was the curse of Ustream. That it was just going to go down the tubes tonight. Don't forget, guys, that in the last pay-per-view, we had these guys, Biz and MVP, face each other in a newly introduced uh, Royal Rumble preview United States Championship match. And uh, Miz got the victory, and of course, they went after each other after each other during the Royal Rumble match itself. So this is not unusual. Maybe they're going to add this again because it seems it seems weird to see that that both guys, although neither one had their wrists taped, that uh, that that they could be facing each other because, like I said, not since December to dismember have we seen it where we had one match left on the regularly scheduled card with an hour and a half to go, Shark. Well, and, and there you go. And speaking, Double J, of uh, booking on the fly, apparently, from what MVP is saying to The Miz uh, in back, is that we're going to have a United States title defense by one half of show, Miz, The Miz, against MVP coming up tonight. So more what-the-fuck booking on the fly. And now here comes William Regal to the ring. And of if course, William Regal, sorry, if William yep. Regal's going to introduce <coughs> uh, Skip Sheffield or whatever the fuck his name is to maybe have this this uh, NXT showcase, that would be okay. But right now, if you're a fan in St. Louis, you're wondering what the, what the fuck hell is, is going, going on? on. Well, and apparently Skip Sheffield was going to be mentored by MVP, and they have since, I believe, as of Wednesday, uh, changed the booking on that. And in fact, William Regal will be mentoring. Skip whatever the hell his last name is, and and I got a kick out of David. You were you were talking, giving us that scenario that in fact that the Miz was going on about the internet darling uh, champion of some stupid, and he said champion of some stupid independent promotion, and obviously a bit of a dig on uh, on <laughs> on Brian Ring of Danielson. Honor on Brian Danielson, but more so on Ring of Honor. Let's not forget about Ring of Honor will be the third of the uh, you know third combatant in the Monday Night Wars starting on Monday March eighth. They're already on Monday night on High Def Net, but uh, you know I I don't know what it's it almost seems to me Double J that that in fact that the office is trying to get over and and promote a whole bunch of things at the same time, and what they're failing to do is to promote any of them properly. I don't even know what to say at this point. <laughs> I, I am at a loss. I, I literally... That never happens. I don't remember in how many years we've done this show, or, or former incarnations, that you're at a loss. I don't I'm, remember. I'm literally willing to just pull the plug at this point and not even continue this. Like, well, we need to find out how bad this is. Well, well, with The Undertaker and, and Jericho and Edge and Punk and Shawn Michaels, because you know Shawn Michaels has to be in the arena, we have, for morbid curiosity, we have to find out what happens in that match. What the fuck, though? Inst and like here we are, smack dab in the middle of the pay-per-view, with still the one elimination chamber match left, and here we are with William Regal, and God love William Regal. I've been a big uh, William Regal fan for... for many years, and here he is uh -oh. trying to put over um, NXT and who he's going to mentor, and all of a sudden, here comes the Rated-R Superstar Edge, the 2010 Royal Rumble winner, and cuts off uh, William Regal for whatever reason, <laughs> I guess, 
we're about to find out, Double J. Well, I think Crelly has a valid point in the chat room. December to Dismember 2.0 is called Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Yeah, because an ECW alumni who is no longer on that show is being interrupted by uh, the Royal Rumble winner who's on the SmackDown brand. That makes and, sense right there. Well, guys, this reminds me of a few months ago when uh, there was a hole in the card and Dolph Ziggler ri- ripped on uh, on Pat Patterson instead of having a match. And, oh, yeah. and that and that went over like a, that was fun. a fart in church. So this makes no Excuse sense. Excuse me? You should say man who... Never mind. Go ahead. We, we had a showcase match booked. We had a showcase match that. booked on Quick Picks, and instead people are paying $45 on pay-per-view to listen to guys talk. What the hell would Edge have to tell William Regal? Well, they, they listen to us talk for free. So there you go. I, I, I don't even know at this point, guys. I am completely at a loss. I feel like such an amateur right now. I don't even know what to say at this point. It's hard I don't to fill even, time when stuff I, like this is going on. I almost feel like we should just abandon this and talk about news and all kinds of bullshit. I'd rather talk about the EFED at this point well, let's than, talk, okay, than, let's than talk this. About the I mean, this is ridiculous. For those what, of you who what have... What the hell is Edge talking about, Dave? What is he going on about? And I also won a chance to be in the main event at WrestleMania. Let's see. Which also means that I can choose to face either the WWE Champion or the World Heavyweight Champion. Now what I'm here to tell everyone is that tomorrow night, live on Raw, I'm going to make that decision. Well, so he'll decide tomorrow night. No, but tonight, tonight, I'm, I'm here to do something else. Because this makes a hell of a lot of sense. Okay, so let me get this straight. So Edge now spears William Regal, <laughs> and and just a minute, just a minute. Now he's going to mentor Sheffield, <laughs> yeah, what probably. the hell ever his last name is on Skip NXT. She- yeah, Skip, Skip I, Sheffield. Fuck, I don't, I Skip don't have me. a, I don't have a goddamn clue. I mean, I will give uh, credit to the trade dog, and, and Jeff, you can certainly comment on this. It's nice not to have a map. When you've seen, Shark, we've probably seen between us 200, 300 pay-per-views. WWE, TNA, WCW, ECW. Your, your brain is used to a map. New Japan, All Japan, Charlie Chan, Jackie Chan, every pay-per-view known to humanity. You're used to... you not Ultimate Fighting Championship. You're used to a map. So your brain... Exp- on Raw, you have no idea what's going to happen, and your brain's used to it. On pay-per-view, you got a goddamn map, so your brain's used to it. Well, you know what? I, I think that they're, Double J, going back to where anything can happen, and usually does. I look at it like this, and I want to apologize for not being my usual jovial self. I have had a hell of a, a, a pat. The last couple days have, for me have been really fucked up. Today has been fucked up, obviously, trying to start the show get the broadcast going with all the problems we've had with Ustream. But this pay-per-view, I don't even know the words to describe it. And I try to be positive. I really do. i got to say this, though. If the WWE thinks that they are going to continue to dominate in the ratings once the Monday Night War hits and they're putting out shit like this, when I can say that the last two TNA pay-per-views they've put on this year completely have kicked the ass of this pay-per-view tonight. 
let, let me just say something about that as well. This last Thursday's TNA Impact has shot to shit this pay-per-view. Guys, I'll tell you one thing. If you get if you break the show into blocks where the Ross Elimination Chamber is one-third of the show, the SmackDown Elimination Chamber is the other third, and those are both fantastic, this show still would rate two out of three, six and a half out of ten, because this this middle hour, even if Miz and 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 MVP do something halfway decent, has just been a complete clusterfuck. And once again, the United States Championship, supposedly the third or fourth biggest belt in the, in the company, has been defended on pay-per-view for the second straight time without being pre, uh, pre-set, right. pre-promoted, yes. coming into the event. And, gee, I wonder if Big Show's going to get uh, get involved and, and interfere to make sure The Miz keeps the belt, Jeff. And I'm assuming he's defending against MVP? Yes, he is, based on one promo. Um, didn't he beat MVP the last time they had this match? At the Royal Rumble, yes, he did. So, again, we're, we're giving a guy who's been beaten before, who's not even in contention for the title since being beaten, another title shot. Well, and even more crazy and... Did my three-year-old book this pay-per-view? No, 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 she didn't. It would have made if more she sense. did, it would have made more sense. And, and, and you know what? Here's the and scenario. She's sick, mind you. Well, <laughs> and, and they're sick in Titan Towers, but at least she's under the weather. But, you know, all this rehashing of the Miz and MVP, okay, they've had some history. But what exact sense, in God's name, does... Edge spearing William Regal have anything to do with anything? Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. I mean, okay. The whole scenario in the Elimination Chamber with what they did with Orton, with DiBiase, with Rhodes, with with Sheamus, with with everything, uh, and and then putting Cena over, and then McMahon, and then the Animal, and then against. I can see all of that. That's some cutting edge TV. Albeit you might not agree with what they did, uh, I can see that there's some, you know, a storyline under underlying all of that. Of course, between Cena and 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 the animal, but all this stuff since then is just unbelievable. We make we sat here on this very show and, and a couple of former incarnations of this show and made fun of the on the fly quote unquote booking in TNA prior to the Carter, Hogan, uh, Bischoff era. But, oh my God, I've never, ever seen WWE do this ever, to the best of my recollection. And and once again, the barometer of how it's going over is directly attributable, guys, to the quietness of the crowd in the Scott Trade Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri. You know what, I'll give... give WWE credit, at least MVP pinned the Miz in their tag team match last week. Show Miz versus MVP and Kool-Aid Man. But promote it. Tell us. It's going to be on the show. Hey, you know what? MVP just pinned the Miz. He gets an opportunity at the pay-per-view. Let's add that to the card. Let's make it a five-match card rather than a four-match card where people are going to be like, well, I'm not that interested in MVP versus The Miz, but at least I'm not paying for four matches. Promote it. <clears throat> Do you see dead people? I don't know, 
I don't know if there's anybody dead in the crowd, but collectively, Double J, I, I the see crowd about fifty thousand dead. dead people in yeah. the crowd. Like, I'm all for a U.S. title match. Don't get me wrong. Let me let me just specify that. I'm glad that MVP got the win in a tag team match over the Miz. That just means he has an opportunity at a tag team title match, not a U.S. title match. I just don't understand, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe wrestling has become too contrived for me tonight. Maybe I'm just being a negative Nancy. I, I don't know. I mean, think about on ECW a couple of weeks ago, Show Miz defended their title against the well-renowned tag team of Goldust and Yoshitatsu. I mean, like, what the... F- <laughs> WrestleMania better kick our asses because... Well, okay. This, I've never... I, I can't really remember a lot of February pay-per-views that were this disappointing. I mean, like I said, SmackDown's Elimination Chamber could could be the greatest match in the history of the sport, but that still makes the pay-per-view maybe a 7 out of 10 at this point. I, I just... Like I said, I, I don't get this. He gets a win on Raw over The Miz in a tag team match. Am I correct in that? Was yes. it a one-on-one or was it a tag uh, team? It was a uh, it was a tag team match. MVP got the uh, the quick roll up on the Miz after with that quick reversal. Then why aren't we seeing a unified tag team match? Because at least then it makes sense that they would have a match for a title. MVP has lost every chance he's had at a U.S. title. I, I just don't understand. Yeah, I mean the team earned the victory and. Show Miz earned the loss, so why shouldn't it be for the Unified Tag Team Championships? This is... Shark, I'm running out of words, man. I don't know. Well, as somebody that rarely runs out of words and has basically been expounded on by anybody that gives a rat's ass to tell the shark to shut up sometimes, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted myself as to the direction that this pay-per-view has gone. But having said all of that, I must say that I am impressed with one thing, and I'm really liking the white ropes. But having said that... (laughs) That, That's the best thing they've done all night, the white ropes. The white ropes. I love it. I'm down with the right white ropes. And uh, one thing I do want to say is that uh, um, the Pro Wrestling Rewind last night, which I listened to the archive of uh, this morning was very entertaining, and uh, are the power Andy Knowles and the self-proclaimed king of all Italy, Mike Siciliano, uh, did a hell of a job uh, last night. And uh, if you get a chance in the upcoming week, I would highly recommend that uh, you listen to the archive of the Pro Wrestling Rewind. Um, just click on, on the logo here on uh, SundayNightShowdown.com and have a uh, an interesting listen to, of course, the... Uh, Debuting Wrestling News Live happens at 9.30, correct? 9.30, 9.30 Mountain, Standard, Mountain Time. Standard Time on Monday, March the 1st. And uh, boy, and then the network certainly will have a escalation in the amount of shows on the network. No, well, you know, we're, we're eight days away from the launch of Wrestling News Live. I'm looking Holy forward cow, to it. That, yeah, it is only eight days. Holy That's shit. Right. So... Look like looks like my Monday nights are going to be uh, taken up pretty soon. I mean, there was a comment in the chat room saying, "Isn't February usually a, a throwaway pay per view?" Not really. I mean, I didn't really spend a lot of time like Crelly apparently did going back to every February 
pay-per-view to find out when it, the last women's it's, match it's was. Corelli, not Corelli, by the way. Did I say Corelli? I thought you said Corelli. And, and is, is the show in eight days called Bunny News Live? I can't remember. Anyway, um, Jesus. the Bunny in the Bank match, uh, only in on July 18th, live on pay-per-view. Anyway, um, guys, this is uh, February. Yeah, it can be... It's another step on the road, and I mean, really, they've tried in the past, especially with Elimination Chamber, to to promote it to say, yeah, there is something between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, which of course is only five weeks away tonight, and uh, can't wait for that. Although this is making me less and less positive. Dave, about I got this a quick show. question for, for Double J. Not quite a throwaway paper. I got a quick question for Double J and the Trade Dog, who I know is in the chat. So, would would the video presentation here? in the international worldwide headquarters of Sunday Night Showdown be tripled to cover, starting March 8th, not only Raw, but Impact and Ring of Honor. So you're going to have like three video screens so you can simultaneously comment on, on each show happening at the same time. Ring of what? <laughs> well, after tonight, you gotta, you better be extraing this show with Johnny Cash's Burning Ring of Fire, because that might be the overlying uh, theme song for this pay-per-view. I, I just I feel so bad right now. I feel so unprofessional tonight. I, I'm just totally not even... I'm at a loss, guys. I, I don't even know what to really talk about at this well, point. Well, you know what? I've got to be honest. We, we as men in the internet wrestling radio business uh, are up against the wall sometimes with respect to situations which we have absolutely no control over double j and and when there are electronic and technical glitches that put our collective backs up against the wall we just have to push back and move on and up and uh, there's really nothing we can do about what's happened in the past we'd like to uh, obviously take this opportunity to thank everybody that's uh, hung in there with us uh listening uh, no matter whether it's uh, live audio wrestling or on you stream or on Sunday night audio wrestling, audio though. wrestling, uh, or or no matter what uh, manner you are listening to Sunday night showdown tonight, we appreciate your support and your patience in uh, moving forward with us tonight on Sunday night showdown's presentation of pay per view coverage of the elimination booking on the fly cluster chamber. <laughs> Guys, I'm just uh, running down the news here, and I mean, when it comes to, when it comes to March 8th, and I mean, basically, Jeff, you and Trey have a plan when it comes to who's going to be covering what. And I, I don't know, maybe one of you has uh, HDNet for the the program beforehand, but I mean, Shark, this is a case where, to me, I mean, we've talked about it uh, on the last couple of shows, but. This is something they have to stick with because if they fly back to Thursdays or Wednesdays or Tuesdays, I mean, it's basically the end of the company. So it's either you stick with Mondays and, and for the foreseeable future, for the next 150 years, or eventually the company dies and, uh, and the rise and fall of, of TNA wrestling is written. I, I don't know. To me, Mondays is, I mean, exclusivity is, is a good thing, but... I mean, competition and be people being able to flip back and forth and check out both products and make Vince try to make his product a lot better, to me, is is a positive. But don't uh, don't you dare 
when it gets down to a point one or a point two, which it may not, it probably won't. But don't you dare go back to a Thursday and hope every and hope the world hasn't uh, forgotten it. Well, and here's the scenario which I believe, at least in Canada, is probably going to be the scenario. I really believe that the die-hard wrestling fan, um, failing DVRing and VCRing and 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 taping by any means necessary, or watching replays either on your favorite uh, underground uh, website on the internet. But in Canada, I believe, Dave, that, that you know people are going to watch on Spike at 7 o'clock the live presentation of Impact, and then they'll watch the replay uh, at 10 o'clock of, of, of Raw. Uh, or record one and watch whatever. But I, I think that by going to Monday night, that, that TNA's Impact um, will have escalated ratings versus sticking in their normal Thursday night spot. Uh, no question in my mind. And, and to what extent it is going to affect Raw's ratings, only time will tell. Well, don't be, don't be fooled by the totaling of the rating because if people watch uh, on a, something on a DVR within 24 hours, that counts as well. So uh, if Impact Ooh, I, and I Raw that, are yes. both higher, wow, Raw got a 4.3 and, and um, what's it called? Impact. Uh, Impact got a 2.2. That means 6.5 million wrestling fans are watching. No, they're not. A lot of people are watching both because I don't think there's a lot of... Really, in this day and age, I don't think there are as many exclusive D- WWE fans in North America. I would agree with that. I, I, I don't really know the ratings, but I, I, watching a decent match between MVP... And the Miz, as the Miz is on the top turnbuckle, he just knocks MVP to the floor, setting up for what could be. Looked like he was going for a headbutt of shorts, but no, MVP to the top, and he counters with a superplex, or a belly-to-belly overhead, rather. Both men on the ground down at this point, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I mean, if you have any questions or comments, you can certainly post them in the chat room, and we'll talk about them here live on Sunday Night Showdown. Don't forget our... uh, our email address is Sunday Night Showdown at yahoo.ca, so uh, feel free to contact us there at any moment. And I mean, Jeff, even with <laughs> what Miz was talking about when it comes to NXT and what you and David Stevens will be talking about on Tuesday, it sounds like, based on strictly that promo, that you would think that Daniel Bryan, as as Miz is bleeding right now, you'd think Daniel Bryan slash the American Dragon probably has a leg up on his seven competitors at this point. Well, you would think so. I'm really looking forward to NXT. I, I got to be honest. Tuesday night, I'm gonna make sure that I'm watching it. Want to make sure we talk about it on on unplugged. I'm looking forward to the concept. I think it could actually work. To be quite honest. Well, so far we haven't seen the medical technicians. As uh, <coughs> apparently, the Miz's head was supposed to hit MVP's knee. Uh, we haven't seen the emergency medical ke- technicians come down to, to fix Mrs. Head because he's bleeding like right now like he wouldn't have expected to. And I think the last person on this pay-per-view they expected to bleed was the Miz with a quick two-and-a-half as the Miz gets his foot on the rope. As to this point, Big Show and, uh, and Kool-Aid Man have had little, little to no involvement in, that, in this match. And the Miz is on the outside, Big Show... Running over, but MVP clips the leg of the Big Show. And Mark Henry 
decides to throw the Big Show into the steel ring post. Big Show is reeling at this point, ladies and gentlemen. And Mark Henry was just thrown through the barricade. He went to spear the Big Show, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's smiling. And by God, Kool-Aid just went through the wall. It's just like the old commercials from when you were a kid. Hey, Kool-Aid. Well, Mark Henry just hit the barricade, and some kids just got squished looking for their Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Wow. Kool-Aid everywhere. <laughs> Kool-Aid man just went through the wall. That's a huge bitch. Well, these guys have done a lot with very little as Big Show finally does get involved. A punch to the head of MVP. Good night. And Miz keeps the belt. Very nice ending to the match. Nice color on the Miz. I love that the Big Show put Kool-Aid through the barricade. You cannot get much better than that. Thank you, Miz. And MVP, thank you, Mark Henry and the Big Show, for getting me somewhat back into this. <laughs> that was awesome. That well, was awesome. Now we got the EMTs coming to clean up Miz. Hey, yep. kids, uh, he's not bleeding. There was just some uh, red ink on the on the canvas. What is up? I've never seen that an EMT jump in into the ring like that oh, in Christian. the middle middle of celebration. Well, when Christian faced uh, Shelton Benjamin, like in November, December, it was instant. The guy ran down and cleaned him up. Look, we got Doink the Clowns at ringside. <laughs> Kool-Aid wow. man goes through the wall. Wow. I swear wow. he needs to be the new Kool-Aid man. He wouldn't even, like, really need a lot of makeup. When, when you got Mark Henry going that fast through a ringside barrier... I don't think they had to gimmick that thing up at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Wow. Well, there's revenge for the loss uh, in the tag match on Monday night as the EMTs looking over MVP at this point. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you get punched by the big show. Anybody goes down. I mean, Undertaker uh, was pinned by that punch uh, got two years ago. But... Um, Mizanin and uh, and Big Show here are uh, cleaned up and ready to party because they keep their championship belts. But yeah, a very good match and a very good upgrade from what they did at the Royal Rumble. So uh, yeah, they made something out of nothing, that's for sure tonight. Something out of nothing. There's another good name for this pay-per-view. <laughs> Actually, it is. That's a very good name. Well, Billy Preston's nothing from nothing. But anyways... Um, <laughs> Dave, I, I understand after tonight, uh, Sunday Night Showdown is on a bit of a uh, hiatus. Uh, third week, four-week hiatus, uh, third week yeah. of March. We're back for TNA's Destination X, which is no longer an all-X division pay-per-view. Apparently not. As, yeah, as, uh, as did Hogan you, and... Did you, and ca did you catch on Impact that uh, uh, Frankie Kazarian is back? And apparently the character that will be doing the whole suicide gimmick will now be Kyoshi. Did you catch that? I, I hadn't heard that yes. it was going to be Kyoshi, but... But more I mean, importantly than that, Double that J, I, be I think it's time to uh, take a bit of a break, isn't it? If you're just joining us, the first man eliminated from the Raw Elimination Chamber, Randy Orton. All right, guys, that said, we'll be right back right here on Sunday Night Showdown with your continuing coverage of WWE Clusterfuck. We'll be right back. <laughs> Questioning your faith I have a voice that is my savior 
Ken Bloodsworth is a real WWE customer, not a superstar. So to help tell her story, we hired Hacksaw Jim Duggan. This weekend was Black Friday, and the malls were packed. Ho, ho, ho! I didn't know what to get my family, so I clicked on WWEshop.com, where they have all the latest WWE merchandise ready to ship. Why they quit making those foam 2x4s anyway? The kids really loved them. Tough guy! I took care of my entire family in just under 10 minutes without leaving the house. This is a great country or what? USA! USA! WWEshop.com. Real superstars. Real savings. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlocks2headlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlocks2headlines.com. Are you ready for the new Wrestling News Live making its debut on Monday, March the 1st? As the Monday Night Wars go head-to-head, so do we as we launch a brand new Wrestling News Live. And you know I'm going to be there, but the question that everybody wants to know, who's going to be my co-host? Who's the one guy that can put up with the trade-off? Who's the one guy that can stand toe-to-toe with the dog? Ladies and gentlemen, my tag team partner, J.J. Sexy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It appears that the Trey Dog and J.J. Sexay have officially embarked on a new journey. We're bringing Wrestling News Live back to the people, for the fans, by the fans. my brother. We the people will no longer stand oppressed. Let the freedoms that we hold so dear, such as freedom of speech, freedom of expression, reign true in our statements as we are declaring ourselves the bad boys of wrestling radio. Preach on, JJ. The landscape on Monday nights is about to change forever. I couldn't have said it any better myself, partner. The trade dog and JJ Sex ain't taking over Monday nights. We're going to be live at 11.30 Eastern, 10.30 Central, right here on the Sunday Night Showdown Network. SundayNightShowdown.com, your place to hear the show and get in the chat room. But don't forget to head over to WrestlingNewsLive.tk and sign up for the message boards as we launch a brand new era of Wrestling News Live for the people, by the people, for the fans, by the fans. It's Wrestling News Live, the way it should be, the way it used to be, and it's all free for you on the Sunday Night Showdown Network. See you kids on March 1st.
right, guys, welcome back to the broadcast as we've got everything set for the final Elimination Chamber match of the evening. Again, welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown. The Undertaker making his way into the ring. In the pods right now, we've got Chris Jericho. We've got Rey Mysterio. Who else do we have over there, Dave? John Morrison, which means that CM Punk will open against R-Truth, which uh, could be interesting. Undertaker goes into the pod right now, and, and now we'll have the, the two men that will start this thing. As uh, we're ready to go here for this championship match, don't forget what happened in the first match. The title changed hands twice. John Cena wins the Elimination Chamber, but then Vince McMahon feasts the, the Beast onto him, and Batista is walking away with this championship tonight. And, and how do you top that, really? Well, we're... They, they're going to do it. They're going to try. They're going to try to do it because otherwise that would have been the main event and this match would have started us off tonight. As well, the uh, <laughs> Dave, I don't think what they've booked could even come close to the swerve and another swerve and another swerve that we were force-fed in the first elimination chamber tonight, although uh, uh, we're going to get a bit of a straight-edge perspective from the straight-edged thug himself. CM Puke. Punk, pardon me. Well, Jeff, you made a prediction that he'd cut a promo in the pod. I guess we're not going to get that, but we'll get it right now as the Straight Edge Society comes to the ring. Drew McIntyre retains against Kane, and the women's title match gets postponed again as uh, Vicky Guerrero decides to make it a tag match. And uh, Miz retains the United States title against MVP. We'll cut to the promo, Dave. Sorry. And now, the four of you are locked inside the elimination chamber with me. And be sure it's not me locked in here with you. It's you locked in here with me. And tomorrow morning, when you're nursing the pain and the wounds that this chamber and myself have caused you, I want you to remember that when your pod door opened and you came out and I defeated you, don't think of it as failure. <laughs> think of it as me saving you. I think somebody think needs to save this pay-per-view. And tomorrow morning when the pain is too much and you drown yourself in a sea of alcohol and prescription medication, I want you to know. He wants you to know what's up. As we've got our truth actually making his way down the ring. As usual, the uh, the usual in-ring concerts that we're used to from the truth, Ron Killings. Guys, sorry, guys, could, could this be the launching point for Ron the Truth Killings in World Wrestling Entertainment? Like, if he has a a really big night tonight, could this be? Could this be his launching point into the next level? Uh, in a word, I'd like to clarify that question, Dave, is simply by saying, fuck no. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what's Very about well. to happen, gentlemen. Here he uh, is. While he's rapping and doing his thing, and he's about to get a super kick straight up from Shawn Michaels, who will start this match with CM Punk, a.k.a. similar to what happened to Kofi Kingston last year in the chamber with Edge. Yeah. 
And, and I'm starting to think there might be some racial imbalances. <laughs> if they do do that, then that's two years in a row that they've taken out the token black guy in the match, and that's not right. No, and I'm sure this trade dog wouldn't just wouldn't concur with your with your theory. But if it's going to happen, it's going to happen quick. It's going uh, uh, to have to happen the, now. Well, and and look at the camera angle that yep. that they've got. He's really taking his time getting into the chamber. Really like to have a camera cut to the Undertaker right now. Him looking at at Killings, going, "What's up?" But I don't think we're going to be treated to that. I'd love to see Michaels come up from underneath the ring. Gee, I wonder if they have time to kill. Jesus Christ, it's been, what, 12 or 13 minutes since the last match ended? I mean, six, six entrances certainly uh, are, are, take a long time to go, but good God. Okay, yeah, now you're in, so they, can, they, haven't, they still haven't locked the door yet. All right, so no Michael super kick scenario right now. But it not doesn't right now. necessarily mean that he's not going to appear at some point during this match. You know what? I'd love to see him just come from underneath the ring. Probably not going to happen, but I'm interested. You know what? We've got a, we've got an hour to kill here. Correct. Yeah, about 40 minutes. I don't know how long that last that last one went, but probably about 30, 35 minutes. But uh, these guys have got plenty of time. Well, and, and you know what? I, I think that with the uh, exponential increase in the amount of hair, facial, and chest hair that we've been subjected to by the straight-edge superstar CM Punk, that Double J's theory from a couple of weeks ago on this very program, hair versus mask and mania with Punk and Mysterio, uh, still might happen. Well, and I'm just curious if that does happen. Not only will they shave his head, but they've got to shave his, his chest, chest hair as well. Right. And, and maybe that... And, and what's her name? The straight-edge valet? Yes, Serena. Serena, and maybe Serena would be the one to to shave uh, the straight-edge superstar slash leader of the straight-edge conglomeration nation, or whatever the hell they're calling it this week. Maybe she will be the shaver, and instead of... Her being the shavy like we were subjected to How did before, I, I know you were. I knew you were. I knew you were shaking your head for a reason. How did I know you were going to say that? Call me crazy, but how did I know you were going to say that? The testicular barber, if you will, of the straight edge oh, nation. That, that, oh, that's a God. bit much. Thank you, Mark the Shark, Ah, If you don't like it, edit it out. I, I'm I'm discombobulated uh, uh, from the whole lack of booking of this pay per view. Wow. Yeah. I cannot believe you said that. As CM Punk looks like he goes, for, he goes for a pile driver, but Truth reverses it and slings him into the uh, steel structure, the chain structure, I guess. The elimination chamber, ladies and gentlemen, as it were. Every time I say something <laughs> crude, you, you say the same thing. I can't believe you just said that. At least I get a rise out of you once a month. Anyways. Only once a month. That's it. No, we don't edit shows no matter how, silly, how many silly things we say in an evening. No, they, sure. they expect us to say silly things. As uh, by the way, you, you guys, whoa! You, you'll notice that the that the top of the elimination chamber, what used to be the hole, is now covered. I guess they don't yeah. want any reoccurrence of the of the homicide climbing the uh, the butthole of doom. Right, exactly. Now I will say this: uh, I went back and listened to the pro wrestling rewind last night, and uh, Mike has just brought it up in the chat room, but. He actually did have some sort of challenge laid out for Mark the Shark to Carlo. I don't 
remember what it was about, really? but he had some sort of challenge. Well, maybe Siciliano can uh, expound on the challenge in the chat. Or, and, and even uh, might take this as being a formal invitation to call in via the Skype line after the end of the pay-per-view and clarify your invitation. Well, Might it be an invitation to Las Vegas? Maybe an invitation to New York City, the Big Apple? There are num- a number of uh, nefarious exotic entertainment facilities in both of those uh, hubs that, well, sh- that would interest the Shark. Shark, didn't you hear that uh, through the... Uh the enormous budget of ESPN Radio 1500, that the power... I thought it was 1400. 1400. 1400. Well, and 1500. <laughs> There's two stations, which makes them have double the budget. That the power and the king of all Italy are flying us down to join them at WrestleMania because we're going to do a live broadcast from outside the University of Phoenix Stadium for WrestleMania Go 26. Go to sleep has just been administered to, by CM Punk to R-Truth. And he and went he to sleep. he is... Out of here, ladies and gentlemen, the first eliminated superstar in the Elimination Chamber. The truth, it's hard to hear, but the truth hurts. He's out, baby. And now, the, and now Punk gets to rest, and that proves one thing, Shark. If you get eliminated before the next guy comes out of the pod, you're a bitch. Exactly. What? <laughs> promo time. The, the, the Elimination Chamber promo. Walks we right over on Undertaker. That your pod door opens last. Because when you come out... Just like the rumble. I'm going to make you tap out just like I did before. And I'm going to prove to you that your decadent rock life will get you nowhere. I'm going to prove to the world that straight edge means I'm better than you. It does. It does, really. When you come right down to it, that's what it means. Feel free. Place your hand on the screen. Dave, go put your hand on the screen. Dave, touch the screen, damn it. Feel CM Jesus's (laughs) waves running (laughs) through the TV. Maybe it's six or seven minutes between each guy coming out because they have so much goddamn time to play with. CM Punk is the modern day Billy Graham. Look, he's going to the TV. He's putting his hand up there. Yeah. Dave, stop touching the TV, damn it. Somebody get the Windex. Dave screwed up the TV. All right, so promo time is over as we're going back. And Rey Mysterio has just entered the chamber, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Isn't that the Royal Rumble honk? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, same honk. I think Siciliano likes that honk. Uh, I'll say this. The U.S. title match in this so far have really saved this pay-per-view's overall rating. Nice uh, nice sunset flip. But Ray counters with a kick to the head. CM Punk almost out of it there, ladies and gentlemen. And Double J, you'd think that the, the whole hair versus mask scenario that you're pointing towards between Mysterio and Puke, I mean Punk at Mania... Um, that maybe this is the beginning of uh, laying the groundwork for that. Well, I think so. I mean, uh, let's be honest here. I think a mask versus hair match at Mania for these two would would be very good. Nice power slam delivered to Rey Mysterio, and he damn near has Mysterio pinned. Beautiful series of moves. I I have to really say, I have dug this whole CM Punk uh, Jesus transformation that he's made. (laughs) 
this transition, if you will, that he's made over the last six, seven months. Uh-oh. I think he's doing great. I think he's one of the most overheels in the company, just behind Chris Jericho. Yeah, I... Oh. Oh, I thought CM Punk was gone there with that Hurricane Rana. You really got to think that the top three heels in the company right now are Jericho, in no particular order, Jericho, Batista, and CM Punk. And uh, uh, I, I hasten to say that even after... Batista gains the title tonight that the crowd hates CM Punk more, <laughs> maybe even more than Batista and Jericho put together. Ray goes for the Hurricane Rana, but CM Punk has blocked it, and he throws him right into the to the chain link of the wall. Well, I'm having a, a Kev, Kevin Nash uh, lawn, dart, <laughs> lawn darting of uh, Rey Mysterio uh, in WCW flashback. John Morrison kind of looking on, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta say, I think Morrison is the next to enter this match. He'll be the next to enter the uh, to leave the pod and join this match. Yeah, I don't think Undertaker's going 25 minutes. As much no. as I'd like to see him do it, I don't think he is. If Undertaker retains that title tonight, I, I'm going to be at a total loss. Well, well, you know what? Never has the Shark seen Double J at a loss so much on one radio show as tonight. Uh, and and granted. Rightfully so. I mean, nobody knows what the hell is going to happen now. Well, I mean, there isn't such a case as too many swerves. I mean, WCW and to a point TNA were famous for that. But Did you just see Rey Mysterio smack the the uh, the plexiglass chamber? Bulletproof. His knee is <laughs> fucked up. Don't forget, they're bulletproof. Even though... There we go. Guys, the yeah, watch the replay. Watch this. Boom. Oh, God. That was getting lawn darted, ladies and gentlemen. That was the epitome of lawn darted. Uh, he did get it. his hand up, though. Good gravy. But um, it's a case where, gee, I wonder if these two guys are going to have a match at WrestleMania. Uh, Edge wants no part of the Undertaker, guys, which means that uh, that <laughs> if Undertaker wins, it might be a three-way dance for the Raw title, which Edge versus Batista versus Cena, I wouldn't be opposed to, honestly. Truly, but really, the Raw show, the Uh-oh. Raw match told you that Undertaker's not retaining this belt. Now, who was the last one that we saw RVD bounce off the pod? RVD, Mr. Cannabis himself. Yeah, and didn't he... Uh, oh, wait, looks like he's going for a possible go-to-sleep from the top. Oh, wow. Didn't Van Are you da- kidding me? Didn't Van Damme break Triple H's nose or damage his trachea or something? Yeah, he, he did like a move? frog splash and landed yeah. on the trachea of Triple H back Yikes. in 2002. At the uh, Survivor Series, you know, the pay-per-view that no longer will be called Survivor Series. No, the, the pay-per-view formerly known as Survivor Series. And speaking of RVD, uh, widespread speculation in the IWC is that, in fact, uh, RVD will be doing a deal with the devil, the devil being Eric Bischoff, and be the, the newest signee oh. to TNA Impact, apparently, to debut on uh, Monday, March 8th. Time will tell, time will tell. Oh. That's it. CM Punk's gone. Oh, Punk wow. is done. Punk's done in less than 10 or 12 minutes, I guess, as you get Hurricane Ronit onto Stolid Steel, and uh, nobody's going to get up from that. Well, you know, follow it up with a nice little uh, splash yeah. from the top turnbuckle, and it's that's curtains for CM Punk. And now for the next five weeks, Shark, we have Punk uh, out for revenge on, yeah. on uh, Rey Mysterio. That's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. 
I'm fine with that. Mask versus hair match, which I think could be a really big part Double of J, WrestleMania you, quick picks last night, refresh my memory. You picked as the winner of this Elimination Chamber. Jericho. Jericho. I Who picked, is the guy coming out of the pod next, right now? I picked Jericho. Dave, you picked? Uh, Jericho to win the whole oh, thing. Oh, it was a uh, unanimous decision. Yeah, Harmony and Did Trey. Harmony, ha- Harmony and Trey both picked? Yes. So it was five... five Votes all for Chris Jericho, which means, you know what that means? That the Undertaker five, will retain. That the Undertaker will retain. Well, well Mysterio will win. There you be, go. Be, because, of course, once again, Pat Patterson sitting in Titan Towers on a daily, if not bi-daily basis, no pun intended, bi-daily basis, listening to the programming here on SundayNightShowdown.com and rebooking. The, the the wrestling action in WWE to go against whatever we pick. Well, it's funny. I'm just reading over the picks right now, and uh, four of us had uh, Maurice. One of us had Gail Kim. Forget that. Who had Gail Kim? Uh, Jeff did, actually. Okay. Uh, well, hold on a second. There was no champion awarded, so how is that a bad guess? That, that's no, a no, wash. I'm not, no, we all had bad guesses. That, w- that would be a wash. Those, those yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, it would those, be a wash. Those should, yeah, yeah th- th- as far as the predictions go, we have to throw them out this yeah. time out. Well, the trade dog had Kane, so I guess we all got a point on that. On no, that no, I think the only, the only quick pick that should be tossed is the uh, Ma- Maurice Gail Kim thing. You said Trey had Kane? Yes. So he was wrong in that because yes. McIntyre went over, correct? He was wrong. Yes, yes. we all McIntyre got a point. Well, you had you had Drew by DQ rather than by pinfall, but I still had him winning a match. I agree. You get a full point. It's uh, not quick picks with pick to finish. It's just quick picks. Yeah, but but the finish is optional. It's extra. Extra. You it's extra also credit. should be a, a half, right. a half oh, no, no, a point no, no, bonus. Extra credit. Yes. It's extra listening enjoyment okay, well, for the do listening I to, audience. Do I have to rewrite the rules for you guys? Okay, so then I uh, do that. Is pick a winner is the rule. So a pick to finish. So then, Jesus. So shark ten points for a double countout. Oh, now I'm we're gonna, gonna have <laughs> the, the ten point must system in quick picks. All right, let the powers that be here on SundayNightShowdown.com uh, go and and have a good good laugh amongst themselves this coming week and, and get the the ground rules laid down, put to bed, if you will, for the picking prowess and and the rules. Oh God. Of quick picks. Not only will there be Pick the winner. There will be pick P- the finish. Pick the pick, finish. pick the turnaround spot. Pick the go home spot. Pick, pick the Vicky Guerrero interference. I'm with Travis in the chat. It's 100 points for a dusty finish. I like that. All right. I like that very much. We're, we're, we're literally going to sit system. down this week and write oh down <laughs> the rules and All regulations. The stipulations. Of quick picks oh, from now on. every stipulation. Well, you know what? If we if we do want to expand the game, then maybe we should take email quick picks uh, from the fans to to join in on our on our little. And you game can tabulate here. that, Dave, because you don't have anything better to do, right? Oh no, I don't right. have anything better to do. Uh, three of us had Sheamus, one of us had Orton, and one of us had Triple H. So, and we were big, all fucking wrong. Exactly, so exactly again. <laughs> so <laughs> it just goes to show you that the apparent experts, not of which we are by any means professing to be experts on anything, but apparently our picks, once again, mean shit. Okay, so hang on. If you, if, so if you're just now joining the broadcast, uh, once again, we started the program off with the Raw Elimination Chamber match. Quite the swerve as John Cena wins in the chamber, becomes the WWE champion. Vince McMahon comes down to ringside and says that he is the champion and he'll go on to WrestleMania 
if he can beat this superstar. Out comes Batista. And ladies and gentlemen, your new WWE champion, Batista. Nobody saw that one coming, of course. Uh, I will make a note. Anarchist actually sent me a private message earlier, and he brought up a good point. John Cena has won an elimination chamber twice, and in both of those scenarios, after winning the title, he didn't walk out of the ring with the championship, first time being when Edge cashed in money in the bank, speared him and took the title, and then tonight when Batista, through the grace of Vince McMahon, beats him in a non-sanctioned match at the last minute, and so that's, I mean, a little bit of history there. Well, that first Elimination Chamber where Cena won it, that was a brutal, brutal, hardcore match. That was very entertaining. Of course, this one was as well. As, yeah, Shark, a Dragon Sleeper by The Undertaker and a Dragon Sleeper by Rey Mysterio are usually are complete, two, two completely different things. Well, and uh, as we watch the clock come down to zero as the walls of Jericho and it really isn't the walls of Jericho I've been saying this for months it's simply a Boston crab has nothing to do with the old walls of Jericho and is it going to be John Morrison Uh, or is it going to be the undertaker as the next participant and as you might suspect here comes John Morrison and uh, at which point Jericho releases the walls of Jericho and Rey Mysterio and uh, proceeds to eat a couple of knuckle sandwiches from John Morrison I would love to see John Morrison win this tonight. I got to be honest. Throw, that would throw a wrench into the whole scenario. You want you want to pull a monkey wrench out? Have John Morrison go over in this thing. Nobody's expecting that. That'd be another. That, that could be another name for the pay per view tonight. The monkey wrench in the elimination <laughs> chamber. That, that, that should so, be so like. So far uh, we've gotten monkey wrench. We've gotten clusterfuck. Clusterfuck. We've gotten. Did anybody put out shenanigans? There's a good name for a pay-per-view, shenanigans. Shenanigans will now be uh, the backlash, formerly known as the backlash pay-per-view. Welcome to WWE shenanigans. They they could have a new scenario at Titan Towers. Guess what the fuck this month's pay-per-view is going to be called. I'm still waiting for wild card. I can't wait to find out what wild the concept card. of wild I, card. Yeah, is. I have no goddamn Spin the clue. Wheel, make on the that. deal. I'm thinking we should just you know change Sunday Night Showdown to sh- Sunday Night Shenanigans. Except nobody would be able to log in because nobody knows how to spell shenanigans. And if we change it to <laughs> Sunday Night Clusterfuck, everything would get blocked by the firewalls of, of the internet. Right, right. Oh, Rey Mysterio <laughs> goes for a move, but Morrison hits him with uh, with a nice kick to the face. And, uh, wow, Mysterio back on the outside there as Jericho slapping Morrison in the corner as we're waiting for The Undertaker, uh, who is the last member of this match, still waiting in the pod. As you might suspect. Either that or Sunday Night oh, Clusterfuck, we oh, get millions oh, of hits from back people. Into the plexiglass. We get millions of hits from he- hits from people who didn't think it was a wrestling sh- site. Ay ay ay. What? I don't know. Excuse me. Move your hand. Thank you. You're in my space. Oh, another solid landing on that solid steel. Well, that's got to mess up a knee or two. Yeah. Like he hasn't had enough knee surgeries. <laughs> well, like, he's, like he's got cartilage in his knee now. Anyway, come right. on. Well, it's funny because all of these. All these gimmick pay-per-views really have a hardcore type of element to them. I mean, Extreme Rules, Money in the Bank, uh, Hell in a Cell. I mean, Night of Champions, I guess, would be the exception. But really, you're going from a few pay-per-views who had, that had no stipulations for the whole night to ones that do that all do, which means injuries could dramatically increase. i got to say, Metallopunk in the, uh, in the chat's got it right. WWE make JJ's head explode. Because it's huh. damn near going to happen tonight, I tell you. Oh, there's the standing shooting star press to Rey Mysterio by John Morrison. 
but not to be as Ray kicks out of Joe Mo's press. Don't forget, uh, there were a couple of questions in the chat room. We do uh, post MP3 archives of all of our shows, of the uh, Pro Wrestling we Rewind, of Unplugged, of Wrestling News Live, and, of course, Sunday Night Showdown. Sunday Night Showdown and the Rewind are both on iTunes. So, uh, so check them out, and of course, click on the buttons on the left side of the of the page. And if you're on Audio Wrestling, come over to Sunday Night Showdown so you can acquire those links. Oh, beautiful, beautiful move as uh, Rey Mysterio set Morrison up for the six one nine, goes to hit it. Jericho blocks it, does a spinning backbreaker, and goes for the pin on Rey Mysterio, who kicks out. Good series of moves. Three guys in this match that can work. The fourth guy, very banged up, very battered. Just waiting in the pod, the Undertaker. This, I don't know, man. They've got to take this belt off Taker. He just, you got to take that belt off of him. He cannot physically do this right now. That was definitely, sorry, Dave, uh, we'll get to you in a sec. That was definitely, so far in my books, the move of the night, that spinning high-speed backbreaker is administered by Chris Jericho on Rey Mysterio. They're not really building up to uh, to anything in a, in a continuing story type of fashion just because... Really, they've got the hardcore element of the Elimination Chamber itself, so it seems like, guys, that the crowd in St. Louis is only reacting to the moves. And, I mean, we really haven't seen a lot of close two, two falls in uh, oh. in, in any match this evening. Oh, Ray, Ray goes for a Hurricane Rana from the top, but Jomo blocks it and hits Starship Pain. That's it for Mysterio. Good One, night. two, three. Goodbye. He has been eliminated from the Chamber. We now have Chris Jericho and John Morrison in the ring, Undertaker still in the pod. You know what, Double Beautiful. J? And Internet Dave, and for all of the listeners in the chat, the one thing that I've noticed, and, and I'm very surprised at, in, in the first Elimination Chamber, and so far in this one, um, not too many of the, of the wrestlers in each of the Elimination Chambers have utilized the chamber itself as much of a weapon. Uh, we had it a couple of times in the first one, but... Uh, you know, as far as what you were referencing earlier, Dave, the the prior elimination chambers have certainly been a lot more hardcore than either one of them that we've seen tonight. Yeah, and I mean that's part of the PG thirteen rating, as far as I'm concerned. But no, what, no color. The only yeah. color we had tonight, I think, was by accident. Was Miz? W yeah. Was was the Mizinator? But I think they finally figured out that uh, the EMTs are only going to get involved once the match ends rather than in the middle of the contest. No, I'm really right. down with the new gimmick EMTs. Thank you. <laughs> Thank but, you, Office. But to me, it's a case where they uh, these are not as dangerous as they, they have been portrayed to be as Undertaker's ready to bust through that pod at any moment to get He's into the ring. up the pod. Yep. That's all he needs to do uh -oh, is like, break it won't the pod. Open. Break oh, the pod, it, it won't open. No, here it is. <laughs> Well, somebody blocked someone else's pod from opening one year. I can't remember what that was. And it was stuck. Take her a house of fire. A series yeah, of punches to the corner on uh, on Chris Jericho as he whips him into the buckle and follows it up with a thunderous clothesline. Wasn't somebody trapped in a quad or in a pod and then they had to rip it open to uh, to get into the match? I can't remember what that uh, was. I believe that was December to Dismember. And I believe it was Bobby Lashley. Yeah, right. he I'm was thinking stuck. that now, yeah. It was Big Show that was stuck in there. He stuck. didn't want to get out. Right. Well, I mean, Shark, when it comes to a hardcore element, yeah, we're not seeing a lot of color and a lot of uh, weapons and stuff like that. But if, if you're landing back first on solid steel, that's not going to tickle. That's for sure. I think that's basically the hardcore element they can play. But, yeah, these 
these have not been the, the best elimination chambers of all time. Double the, choke slam coming up on Jericho and Morrison, and no. Double gut punch. Wow. They're setting up for a double suplex to The Undertaker, and Can they successfully believe? pull it off. Can you believe that Morrison and Jericho are working in unison? Well, if you Very eliminate The Undertaker, yep. that's the way to go. In fact, that's what they should do. Go after The Undertaker. As they clothesline him over the top onto the steel once again, and that's what uh, Legacy should have done if Ted DiBiase was going to turn on Orton. May his straw cradle on Chris Jericho by Jomo, but kick out at two and three-fourths. Hey, he's a rock star. That's what his DVD says. I haven't seen straw cradle in a long time. Well, you saw it tonight. Thank you. But, you know, one's got to think with this rock star DVD that they just put out for John Morrison that he would be in line for some sort of push. Because they don't normally put out DVDs on people. And the thing that bothers me about this DVD, I've not yet seen it, but they don't really deal with his time as Johnny Nitro. And, you know, most of, his, most of his best matches were as Johnny Nitro, whether it was his Intercontinental matches with, uh, with Jeff Hardy, the tag team Eminem with Joey Mercury, who's actually back. on his way back right. and yeah, will be a part great. of CM Punk's Straight Edge Society. Is that the word? Straight Edge Society. That would that, that's the word on what they're going to do with Joey Mercury. Yes. Oh, wow. oh. okay. But uh, <laughs> Jericho trying to hide in one of the pods, and the Undertaker has none of it. Well, let's find out if these things really are bulletproof. Undertaker just beating. Oh, they the knocked shit. the door off. Beating the shit out of Chris Jericho <laughs> while he's in the pod. Could this be the opening for the Heartbreak Kid, or is this a complete accident? No, no, no. I, I don't think you're going to be seeing HBK in this at all. I don't think this is an accident at all. There's obviously a plan going into this. It's from a higher power. <laughs> <laughs> what, Andy's wife? Ooh. Oh. That was a bit of a dick. That was a blow, Dave. That was a blow. Well, that's what he calls her. That was a yeah, you but that's okay for him to call her that. Call Not his so wife whatever he you. wants. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Did you just call the power Andy Knowles' wife a name? The higher power. Oh, okay. Um, you know, at this point, guys, it's. I think people are waiting for the Sean Swerve. I think they really are. I don't think they're going to see it. Morrison oh, hits wow. the kick. Nice. From the top rope to the Undertaker, but the ankle. Ankle. Yep. The ankle is the story here as he tweaked his ankle off the big dome of the undertaker's head and, and coming off the and, and for those of you that, that didn't know uh, john morrison jomo if you will here's uh, where he's going to mess up he's going for starship pain he put out in his twitter account that he broke his leg in three places but he was joking yeah he was joking but a lot of people bit on it and then proceeded to do the wwe shows two weeks ago in south america off of that now suddenly john morrison's legs bugging him again it it, it bugged him on smackdown for the first 15 minutes, it did not bother him, and now it's bothering him again. Well, that's the way it goes, you know. Jericho back in another pod. <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, uh, Andy left at the perf- uh, at the worst possible moment before all the Divas uh, fun went down with Vicky Guerrero. As Jericho wants one of these two men to eliminate each other before he gets back involved in this. And another Ouch. hard hit for uh, the back. Of the rock star. Wow. Guys, I can't wait to see what the fans have to say about this uh, about this pay-per-view tonight. I mean, the first hour, okay. The second I think hour, you know okay, what they're going to the, say, Dave. Th- yeah, the third hour, okay, but the middle hour, just inexplicably inexplicable, really. And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens on, on Monday night. especially Inexplic- Inexplicably I- explicable. 
Inexplicable, yeah. Quote Dave Nevermore. Well, and, and I'll tell you this, oh, guys. Oh, they broke the pod. Yeah, I did. I'll tell you this. When this is over, we're going to go over the show. We'll talk a little bit about what our thoughts are. We'll take some phone calls. I'm not looking for a long post-game show. I want to be done at 30 minutes after that hour. So we're going to make phone calls quick, five minutes each for the people to call in, and we're going to stick with that. Uh We're pretty stringent. Check this out. He goes for the last ride, but Joe Mo has grabbed grabbed the chain link and is holding on as Jericho is taking the Undertaker to town with some rights. Ouch. Kind of a bitch slap. Oh, as uh, Jericho throws Undertaker into the one of the pods, and and Morrison falls off. No, of, he, he flung himself. Did he off flung on himself Jericho. off on yeah. Spider Man and caught uh, Jericho with a kind of a half cross body? Yes, yeah, so here's the replay. You'll watch. He actually basically cross bodies Jericho from that position. Looked like yeah. he tried to go for a drop kick. I don't really know how that turned out, but. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, Camera we, guy was not in position, damn it. No, We've and his re- referee Mike Kyoto picks up pieces of the pod off of the mat and puts them in his pocket. Hope he doesn't cut his leg. Wow. Morrison with a kick to the face of Jericho as he goes for the pin. One, two, and kick out. Not enough to wow. put away Y2J. Two and nine-tenths. Apparently what John Morrison has been doing on the uh, pay-per-view uh, with the uh, Spider-Man kind of move is a very popular move in SmackDown versus Raw. Uh, video game series. A lot of people like to do that move. Uh oh. Oh. Oh, choke slam once again by the, the Undertaker to John Morrison to the outside, over the top rope to the steel. And for the third time in in not but ten minutes, Morrison's back taking a pummeling yeah. on the steel on the outside of the ring, on the inside of the chain link fencing of the elimination chamber. I got to yeah, tell you, definitely. taking a bump in a ring hurts a little bit, but taking a bump on steel like that. Don't feel good, ladies and gentlemen. Morrison's out. Wow. Well, of course he would have to be after that. What is the referee on the outside doing? I really don't know. It looked like he was setting up for something. And the straps come down. And it looks like the Undertaker has been in the tanning booth with the straps up. <laughs> so Morrison is gone. We've still got Jericho and the Undertaker to square off in the Elimination Chamber. Jericho kind of cowering in the corner there, not wanting to step into the ring. Guys, is it me, or have you noticed lately for the last couple of months that the tanning hue of the WWE superstars has been curiously to the yellow jaundice side lately? (laughs) Like, what's up? That's got to be that shitty uh, spray-on tanning crap. Whatever it is, they they need to back off of it. I'm not saying you want to have the whole roster look like Sheamus, but my God, yeah. fake tanning crap. I think all three members of Legacy uh, probably uh, yeah. pro- probably go to the tanning booth together and, and take three consecutive rooms. for. Uh, well, you would think that, hopefully. Yeah. Well, they better take three consecutive rooms. Jericho set up in the corner, the Undertaker to the other side, and hits yeah, a high knee to the face of Chris Jericho. And he's going back again, and this time he waited too long. Goes for the big boot. Jericho out of the way. The Undertaker set up on the top rope. He's been crotched, ladies and gentlemen. Jericho hitting some punches to the face of the Undertaker, setting up for what looks to be a superplex to the dead man. 
Well, that's got to affect the post-game party tonight for Michelle McTaker. <laughs> well, yeah, she and lost there it tonight, is. too. Thunderous no, Superplex Sorry. delivered to The Undertaker by Y2J. Sorry, Dave, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, if you were playing in an office pool between uh, Maurice and Gail Kim, the actual winners were Michelle McCool and, and Layla. I won't even try to explain why. Yeah, don't. Don't. Yeah, exactly. Let's not waste, waste our breaths on that non-match. Yeah. Andy will be quite surprised, I think. Ooh. So close. Wow. That's near fall number one for The Undertaker, Jericho. As we're, as we're still building to uh, probably three or four more of these. Dave, the uh, guest host tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw is... I really don't know, actually. Double J? I haven't paid a lot Isn't of it Cheech and Chong? I, I think tomorrow's the up-and-smoke version. Maybe somebody in the chat can enlighten us. But I, if my memory serves me correctly, oh. I think tomorrow night is the up-and-smoke Cheech and Chong version of Raw. Uh, or no. Oh, it's Jewel and Ty Murphy. Jewel and Ty Murray. Oh, God. And I think Cheech and Chong are the week after, if I'm not mistaken. Is that, Dave, where you, you bust out the, the ganja? Uh, possibly. Really? Of course, uh, Tommy Chong, a native... Of Calgary. Calgary. Oh, he, he locks on the Hell's Gate. Jericho goes for the walls of Jericho. He's countered it, ladies and gentlemen. He, he has the it. walls of Jericho on the Undertaker. Taker went for it, and Jericho successfully reversed Hell's Gate. He did. I've never Can seen that. Can the Undertaker submit right here? The cameraman adjusting his shot just in case somebody has to run down from the dressing room. But I think, guys, if, it's not, if it hasn't happened now, it's not going to happen. So I think Cheech and Chong are actually next week, which if that's the case, that's cool because we'll be doing we'll be doing the debut of Wrestling News Live talking about how Cheech and Chong were hosting Raw. Yeah, speaking of, if, if you want to listen to what Trey did on the night of his 21st birthday, check out the, the archive of Quick Picks. Undertaker trying to fight out of this as he's starting to move Jericho. He flips it around, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to go for that Hell's Gate one more time, and he locks it in. He has got the Hell's Gate locked on Chris Jericho. He's to he, telling me he's he not going to tap out. He can't pinch his head, though. Jericho's in the ropes with yeah, his legs. Yeah, no. That actually doesn't matter, though, yeah. Apparently it doesn't matter. So they're saying. Well, like, like speaking, going here. <laughs> speaking, yeah, apparently it does matter because, speaking of it doesn't matter, isn't uh, a certain somebody, it doesn't matter, The Rock, scheduled to be a host on... Monday Night Raw in the not-too-distant future, it Dave. It doesn't matter if he's going to host Raw Jabroni. <laughs> yeah, later in the summer, I think he's planning on doing something. I can't wait oh, for I the return gonna... of the SmackDown Hotel. I thought it was going to be on the ne on one of these next five uh, paper... Codebreaker! Codebreaker! I, I was under the assumption that both The Rock and Stone Cold will be guest hosting Monday Night Raw prior to Mania. The Undertaker tried to hit the tombstone. Jericho reversed it, hit a Codebreaker... Taker is down. Jericho trying to scramble to get in position. If he covers him, it's it, ladies and gentlemen. He's got this. One. Two. Oh, Ooh. the Taker kicks out. Ooh. Unbelievable. Ooh. Yeah, what are Jewel and Ty Murray going to do with these situations uh, coming up tomorrow night? As Edge makes his big announcement, as we found out tonight, because for some reason he had to come down and spear... William Regal. Maybe we'll find out why tomorrow night on Raw. Yeah, because with that December to Dismember pay-per-view, I remember there being a couple of really nonsensical promos from people who weren't involved in the show that night, too. So this is obviously way better than that, but that second hour tonight 
reminded us all of that uh, of that particular evening where this elimination chamber was used. And guys, I got to tell you, Taker setting up for the last ride, and he delivers it to Jericho. Good night. But, but he, he can't, can't cover him. He can't do the job. Both of these matches have been good, but neither one of them is going to take the place of whatever you believe the, the number one Elimination Chamber match of all time is. Neither one of these are, have, have accomplished that task. Now's the time we need to see Shawn Michaels make an appearance right here, right now. Both men down. That would totally be the proper time for this to happen. Well, And, of course, there's no DQ, so even the referee seeing Michaels become involved wouldn't uh, make have an effect on the outcome, uh, at least there wouldn't be a disqualification. Once you get the crowd right into it. <laughs> well, St. Louis, usually a great crowd. I mean, it's a pretty young audience there, Shark, but uh, they know who they're cheering for, that's for sure. Oh, Dave, I hear you. You know, St. Louis is, is always a hot crowd. And there is Shawn Michaels. Where was he? He's coming under the ring. The, he was under the ring. And here comes Sweet Chin Music, and there it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Jericho looking on the Undertaker down at this point. He realizes, I'm going to be the world champion. I've got to cover him right now. They must have blacked out the arena while this chamber was being set up for the second time because Jericho wins as Shawn Michaels was underneath the chamber and hit the Undertaker at the perfect moment. And cost the Undertaker the world heavyweight championship belt your new champion chris jericho as we watch as a prone undertaker looking up at the lights with a very stern look on the heartbreak kid Shawn michaels face and this is the setup for the second go around between michaels and undertaker at mania and what a great way to do it to actually come up from under the ring Something we've seen The Undertaker do a few times. I can still remember uh, the February pay-per-view back in 1996. Wow. Prior to WrestleMania 12 when it was uh, the when it was Bret Hart and Diesel in a championship match. And The Undertaker came out from underneath the ring and pulled Diesel down to the depths of hell and allowed Bret Hart to retain his title. Payback's a bitch. It looks like we are going to see Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Part 2 at WrestleMania 26. Right now, yeah, there's no championship stipulation. And, guys, uh, i got to tell you, a lot of people predicted certain items, but to think that the two men that were walking out with the two main championship belts tonight were Chris Jericho and Dave Batista, I don't think anyone had that on their prediction board there, Shawn. Well... I, I might point out at this point that everybody on the Sunday Night Showdown Quick Picks dais were perfect in the one match. In the one match, <laughs> yeah. Well, at least one. <laughs> in one match, exactly. As we see the promo for Mania uh, right now, of course, uh, WrestleMania this year in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and it should be with the outdoor facility. The, 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 the roof probably will be closed, but, uh, wow, it's going to be fantastic this year at Mania. You know what? We're going to take a quick commercial break. Come back. If you haven't heard it, ladies and gentlemen, in this little commercial break, I've thrown out there the debut single by Mickey James. We'll be right back, and we'll discuss more of what happened right here on the Elimination Chamber exclusively SundayNightShowdown.com.
Undertaker. He's just a sexy boy. And it looks like he's setting up for the rematch at WrestleMania this year, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown. The post-pay-per-view edition of Sunday Night Showdown. And we miss you, Sherry Martell. We really do. 
Well, are we ready to take some calls and find out what people thought of the two elimination chambers and the clusterfuck of the second hour? Before we take the calls, Dave, run down the card one last time and tell everybody uh, exactly what they may have missed or didn't miss, per se, <laughs> tonight on this broadcast. All right. Well, obviously, the Raw Elimination Chamber got us started. No eliminations until all four men uh, had entered from their respective pods. And then, obviously, they went down one by one. John Cena re- gets the championship belt, which nobody, I don't think anywhere on the IWC, had that predicted because a lot of people thought Batista and Cena, ver- because, because of Bret Hart and... and uh, Bret Hart and uh, Vince McMahon would be a non-title, but he wins it again, and as we saw with the first time with the Elimination Chamber, he immediately has to defend it again, this time against Batista, who finishes him off in about three or four minutes. So currently the Raw champion is a SmackDown wrestler, but like I said, those lines kind of get kind of get uh, deleted on the road to WrestleMania. Blurred, so at least. Exactly. So the, Batista is the champion of the WWE Championship belt at this particular moment. Drew McIntyre retains against Kane in a pretty good match, we have to say. And uh, the women's match was supposed to be Maurice against Gail Kim. Vicky Guerrero, the consultant on SmackDown, decides to change the Raw Diva title match to a tag match, which Layla and Michelle McCool win. So what did you do with the Divas title, Andy-esque there, J.J.? Well, I think we should put it up for hostage, but somebody in the chat said earlier, and I don't remember who this was because it was quite a while ago, they should just throw the Divas title up in the air, and whoever catches it should be the Divas champion. Because <laughs> at that point, that's pretty much how important that title is overall. I really don't think, and I've said this before, we don't need two Diva titles. We don't need a women's championship, and we don't need a Divas title. We need one title that can float between the brands and kind of spice things up. We don't need two women's divisions uh, when you can't even do one right. Yeah, put all the Divas on one show and move some of the male wrestlers to SmackDown. That sounds to be like the uh, the, the optimal solution. It was too logical to make sense, though, so exactly. probably not going to happen. Exactly. So that was the first three matches. So suddenly uh, the N- uh, the Miz decides to do a an interview about NXT and, and criticizing Brian Danielson and uh, everything Ring of Honor has stood for. And, of course, the <laughs> the MVP challenges them to a U.S. title match. So they, once again, just like the Royal Rumble, have a U.S. title match. Which uh, I'm baffled about. Unscheduled impromptu contest. I'm still baffled about that because we saw a tag team match on Raw this past week where MVP got the roll-up on The Miz. So, if anything, ladies and gentlemen, why was it a U.S. title match when The Miz can't get the job done in singles competition, he beats The Miz by rolling him up. That, obviously, in my estimation, sets him up for a tag team title match along with you know, Mark Henry. Why didn't we see that tonight rather than a singles match? But, that said, hold that thought, that said, very good match between him very and good The Miz. Match. Yep, very good match. And and the Miz. It kind of saved that second hour as, yes, the Kool-Aid man went through a wall. But, Shark, I mean, we... Hey! We've seen that so many times in the old days of of a local promotion, Stampede Wrestling, where a team, especially a team, would win one week in a non-title match, get the get the tag title shot the week the week after, and then get beat by the heels by nefarious means. So it it, it made sense 
Jeff's scenario, but that's not what we saw tonight in that contest. Well, and Bruce Hart is certainly not in the uh, Titan Towers booking department, to the best of my knowledge. Well, I hope Bruce wasn't booking back in the 80s, but... Well, actually he was, but... Oh, okay. Well, then that's <laughs> the one book, good booking thing he actually did. Well, nobody won with a nut punch tonight, so I'm pretty sure he wasn't booking. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Especially the women's. I hear Bruce is booking for TNA, though, now. Anyways, <laughs> enough of the uh, very... Close uh, quarters. Yes. Uh, funny stuff about Bruce Hart that really nobody gives a rat's ass about. Right. So. And then uh, for some reason... Bruce who? Exactly. Yeah. And then for some reason, William Regal comes out and cuts a promo about NXT and how his guy is going to be the greatest uh, NXT wrestler of all time. And gets speared by Edge, Edge for so no apparent reason. Yeah, apparently Edge comes down to the ring and decides that he's going to spear William Regal to, just to fill time on a three-hour pay-per-view because they already have our money. And uh, so then that builds to... A six very long and very worn out entrances for the SmackDown wrestlers. Very very solid match. John Morrison probably the MVP tonight of that contest, guys. I would say his back will be hurting him for a while. Yes, definitely. But uh, Chris Jericho gets involved because Shawn Michaels does hide under the chamber and uh, super kicks the Undertaker. Jericho's your champion, and Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker now, guys. Round number two seems almost inevitable. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was just reading something in chat. That's all right. I, I did I did find the entire pay-per-view to be somewhat obviously disjointed. Uh, didn't mind the first hour. Second hour was just a schmoz. Um, and and the, the final Illumination Chamber was very good. Some very interesting twists and turns. And I, I hasten to say that I made a statement at the beginning, Dave, of the final Illumination Chamber. Well, we've seen it all in the first one. What in God's name could they possibly do to outdo themselves in the second one? And you know what? They did it. Well, <laughs> well, honestly, I, the, the first thing that came to my mind was the fact that they were the, the main event and they were the second Chamber match because they broke all the pods. If they had broken all the pods in the first round, the Raw guys, it really wouldn't have worked for them very well. So, obviously, that became the let's say, the harder core, uh, the more hardcore match. You know, guys, I've actually got someone on the line that, needs, that wanted to talk to us really quickly. Uh, welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who is this? How in the name of hell does the shock miss quick pips of the Pro Wrestling Rewind on the Sunday Night Showdown Island of Misfit Toys? Can someone explain this to me, please? Actually, Siciliano, I will explain to it <laughs> directly to you, my good man, um, as now being part of the uh, a worldwide phenomenon network that was so uh, uh, named by ID. Um, I, I did not choose the Ultimate Fighting Championship pay-per-view over the network debut of the Pro Wrestling <laughs> Rewind last night. Bullshit. I was coerced. By nefarious means into cough. bullshit. Will somebody get something for Double J's throat? Give me some cough medicine. Bullshit. I've he got, was trapped in a van just like Samoa Joe was. On I Impact wasn't this week. trapped in a van. Speaking of misfits, <laughs> excuse me, Mike. Will I extricate myself from the middle of the comedy of misfits that is my co-host <laughs> on Sunday Night Showdown tonight? But having said that. Um, no, I didn't choose one over the other, although some would read something like that, like yourself, into the situation. I am part of a uh, uh, Ultimate Fighting Championship group here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, that frequents a uh, very reputable, naked women, location here in southwest <laughs> Calgary uh, that, that basically take care of us 
very well within legal means. Um, and 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 really, <laughs> I the, the the entertainment level, uh, and and I am so easily amused, as you might imagine, uh, on, on nights like that. Um, I had to make a decision. The decision was obvious. I did email in my quick picks to Double J, and I believe that that uh, on a number of occasions in last night's quick pick shows, I was the butt, <laughs> forgive the pun, of the uh, comedic value of portions of the aforementioned quick pick show. So does that answer your question, this, this Mr. Is, Mr. Siciliano? Mr. DiCarlo, let me first say this. Um, if I was given the opportunity, if I was placed in your shoes, Here it is. and if I had the opportunity, God help us if I was placed in your shoes, but if I was given the opportunity to choose either listening to me and Andy rant on like a couple of raving madmen or dealing with naked women, as so you eloquently put it, you know, I would have chose what, exactly what you chose. However, when I heard last night that you weren't there, I got a little feisty and I laid a couple of challenges down. And here is the challenge. Bring it on, The challenge man. is... The challenge is a roundtable discussion. Yes. You name the topic. You name the time. You you name the place. The, the commission, the esteemed Mr. Money on the mic versus Royal Power. We see how fights and how much da damage this website can actually stand with four psychotic, opinionated, insane egos clash on the internet radio airwaves. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you not radio gold, not radio platinum, radio diamond. That's what that is, because that is the island of misfit shows known as SundayNightShowdown.com. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth! <laughs> we would eat you alive. I did not catch the bulk of the show, unfortunately, due to my schedule, but I did catch the end, obviously, of the SmackDown Chamber from your eloquent description. I must say that it was done as well as can be expected. Why Cena won the Royal Elimination Chamber is absolutely beyond me. Why Miz MVP is a throwaway match is be absolutely beyond me. It will be interesting to see where it goes from here. would have been nice to them, uh, make it fun of NXT. It would have been nice to see the NXT rookies come out there and make fun. Yep. Here I am being, trying to be creative. I mean, we all know how the suits are in Titan Towers. Bottom line is, um, this sounded like a cluster F of a pay-per-view. I don't know if I'm even going to waste my time and pick it up on DVD, but I'll say this. Let the fireworks begin. Gentlemen, and in uh, my case, I use that term loosely, it's been a pleasure. Adios. All right, Mike, we'll talk to you later, buddy. JJ and the Shark against Royal Power in a wrestling debate. Wow. Oh, God. And who will we get to judge such debate? Said debate. There's only one man that, that I know that could, that could come in and, and through great expense to the financial empire that is Sunday Night Showdown, and that would be none other than the... And he owes us a favor, actually. I think we might have to solicit Hotshot Johnny Devine to, to, <laughs> to, to, to judge said debate. That would be fun. He would do that, too. Oh, that would be fun, actually. Johnny yeah. Devine. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. yes. You know, you, you make it a triple threat, and you put the trade dog and a partner of his choosing in there. Uh, 
in a triple threat tag team debate match. I don't think there's enough microphones in captivity to I, I was to just thinking locally, you know, Ravenous Randy Myers would be fun as a mediator. That, that would, <laughs> he would be fun. And not only that, he would bring us free pizza. <laughs> That's true. Yes. And, and, and we, he would serve it in the empty boxes in, in which I served pizza that one time. So That's Yeah. Good, yeah, good times. Yeah, good times. So with that said, guys, we're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines as we run down the rest of the pay-per-view. I'm still at a loss as to why... Ladies and gentlemen, they put together the Divas match and made it a tag team match and said the hell with this Divas championship. Yeah, no just, rhyme or reason. They, they run a tournament. Well, This okay. is the finals of the tournament. And they, this is what they feed us? They run the tournament. You've got Gail Kim and uh, and Maurice. Yep. And this is the best you guys can do? Like, I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know where they're going with this, but joining us on the Sunday Night Showdown line, who is this? Hey, guys, this is Don Juan. How are you? Hey, what's up, Don Juan? Hey, what's up, Don Juan? I, got, I think Mike forgot one thing to say when he was on here, and, and I got to say it about the pay-per-view. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, turn down your player in the background. We can totally hear it. We can totally hear it. It's actually on mute. Really? Really? Yes. No, we hear it. Where's that sound coming from? We hear an echo. There's an echo. That's her dog. She's weird. Yep, I have you guys on mute, and I have Skype, and that's it. It's probably a Skype setting, then. Do you have a head... Do you have have a headphone? Nope. Beauty of a a custom-made computer, you got a mic built in. Okay, you got to get a headset. I think you've taken care of it, Don. Yeah, okay, I, I don't hear I don't hear any echo anymore. Anyways, Don Juan, your perspectives of the uh, pay per view tonight. I, I, I said this earlier in the chat. I told CJ homicide trying to get out of the cave, the butthole of doom, was better than this pay per view. I, I, that at least was comical. This was I don't know what these guys. Are, I sincerely think. I sincerely think. These guys took LSD before the pay-per-view and then decided to book it while on the LSD trip. That, that's what happened. That would be a uh, valid theory, given the fact that Cheech and Chong are headed to guest host Monday Night Raw in the next couple of weeks. Although you think that it would be something a little bit more subdued along the cannabis vein as opposed to the more um, more potent drug of choice that you just stated. See, I think I, I think Mike is trying to bait me because he's over here making comments about me in the chat, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give in Mike. I'm holding out until Tuesday night. Um <laughs> and for <laughs> that was <laughs> <laughs> uh, Siciliano wins the comedic statement of the night. <laughs> but uh no I mean this pay per view Don you haven't been I taking think... L S D have you? No, 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 no. I just no. wanted to clarify that because if you the if you th- if you did, you I... wouldn't be so funny and and talking so fluently as you are right now. <laughs> no, no. The only thing I've been I've been uh, partaking in is uh, homemade Philly cheesesteaks and a uh, few shots of liquor. What what, um, what what is your favorite flavor of liquor this evening? Oh, tonight I'm having what's left of uh, my Jack Daniels. Jack, that that's the official JJ. Is that the official drink of Sunday Night Showdown, Jack Daniels? It's my official drink of choice. All right. All right, Jay. But no, this, this, 
this tonight was I mean Miz MVP was good. Save the Kool-Aid man going through the front row. Kool-Aid! But, but other than that, I mean, granted, the beginning was a swerve. It just really was. And I said it earlier also. If you don't want to defend the fucking title, if you don't want to have a champion, get rid of the Divas belt. Get rid of it. You don't need two Divas <laughs> belts. You only need one. And let the women's champion go on both brands. Simple. You don't need two damn belts. I agree. You, for, for one, you don't have that many talented women wrestlers to begin with who can even hold, legitimately hold the belt. Okay? You have more women wrestlers who can hold two Divas title belts in TNA. They don't use them, though. But you just have pretty women in a ring. Okay? If I want to see pretty women in a ring, we go back to the Attitude Era, I'd have Jerry Lawler saying puppies every two seconds, and we'd have a good time. And drink some Jack Daniels, yeah, exactly. Correct, but we don't need two titles. The women's title is enough. You know, you can still get good feuds with Mickey or whoever's the women's champion at later times on both shows. You don't need this. That way we also don't get Vicky on TV fucking up a pay-per-view with Raw superstars instead of SmackDown superstars. Which made no sense And what was up with that, really? Made I, no sense. I know she's like the executive something of like consultant on SmackDown, but that has no basis on Raw. Isn't she the executive knee pad wearer on SmackDown? Possibly. Excuse me. She at least checks the knee pads. I think she checks something else while she's down in the knee on the knee pads. Anyways, that's just neither the, here nor just, there. We can the neither theory. confirm nor deny that. Exactly. It's conjuncture <laughs> and hearsay. And and the one person that that could confirm that is no longer with us. Right. Right. You hit below the belt tonight. <laughs> Vicky the, the hits below promo the belt. Was nothing more than a filler. I rather would have seen a, a, a three to five minute Edge promo instead of a Regal promo. Don't get me wrong. I love I love William Regal, but I would have rather seen an Edge promo than a Regal promo. I'd rather have seen an NXT showcase match to tell. People and show people why they should tune into Sci-Fi on Tuesday nights. They, I think the thing is they're trying to hold out on that, uh, and 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 the problem is, I mean, to to make my NXT comment really quick, I'm gonna like the show because I think it's gonna do a lot more than people think. I think it they're really gonna build fuse. Though I do have a problem with how do you really bring a guy onto a main brand, kind of using him as the winner of NXT or the, the season one champion or whatever they do. Because I know that's how they do it in UFC, you know, usually with the ultimate fighter. Oh, the season one ultimate fighter winner. I think it kind of destroys a guy's push if you make him, oh, the NXT season one champion and he's going to Raw. You know, you can't, unless you repackage him later on, it's kind of hard. So, but I, I do like, I do like The Miz and Brian Danielson. I think that's going to turn into a very, very good feud. Don't be surprised if Daniel Bryan gets the Intercontinental title soon. That would be cool. Oh, the United States, sorry, United States title. Well, no. I, think, I think he'll be stuck on NXT, but yeah, I think people are underestimating that, and maybe uh, maybe Miz will be able to bring uh, the American Dragon out of his shell. I don't know, but tonight was, I'd rather watch a TNA pay-per-view booked by Hogan and Bischoff than what I saw tonight. Amen um, to that. I, I think that they actually, I'd rather see Orlando Jordan Kiss a guy on TNA, then see the face. Oh, God. Wow. He kissed the guy, that, and he liked it. That, that, that's, that's absolutely saying a little bit much. 
And did no, you, did I, did I you think it's a little bit better TV than what was on tonight. Did, I you, mean, did, tonight you, did you see the lid on Orlando Jordan this past week? What the fuck? It looked like he fell into a hot iron and, and hair first. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It, 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 was, it was bad. I think, though, they did build the fuse very well. I'll give them that. They built, I think with the exception of maybe the... Uh, the, uh, the the raw feud with um, uh, who was it that I think they didn't build it? Oh, the Triple H Sheamus uh, feud. I don't think they really built that feud well. They're gonna have three or four weeks to do it, so okay. But every other feud they built very well. They kind of connected all the all the pieces and all the loose ends. So that was really the only good thing about tonight. No, I would agree. So final thoughts. I mean, as far as the pay per view concerned, uh, do you feel like you got your money's worth? Uh, being that I spent no money, uh, no. Okay. Well, guys, I would say... I still still don't think, even for a pay-per-view I saw for free, um, I still don't think it was worth nothing. Um, This was, I will actually say, this was just a head above December to to Dismember, just a tad, um, only because that one went off with a lot more time left than this one did. Right. Well, say, um, so that's the only reason this one was better. Well, I'd say I got two thirds of my money because uh, money's worth because I mean the chamber matches were solid. So, our truth or not? But I'm gonna go argue with Mike in the chat and because um, he's gonna, <laughs> and we all I'm look forward to him. that. I, I'm going. I think I'm going to kill him. Um, so you guys have a nice night. Uh, I'll let you guys take the rest. Thanks. All right, DJ. We'll talk right. to you later, buddy. All right, guys. Oh man, I'm gonna have to tune in on Unplugged on Tuesday just to hear uh, round two of that uh, of that issue between Mike and and DJ. It doesn't seem like it takes much for Mike to to get enemies in in the chatter chat rooms. He's the heel of the chat room, DJ. He does. We actually have a new caller on the line. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who is this? It's a very confused, tired, more confused <laughs> British guy. Oh, <laughs> Our token British guy, Crelly Desmond Wolf. It's not Corelli, it's Crelly, damn it. I didn't say his name, I said Desmond Wolf. All right. How are you, Crelly? Stop well, baiting him to say Wolf. What's up, Corelli? I'm confused. Dazed, dazed and confused. confused. Well, yeah, I know why you're confused. Right. You just watched this pay-per-view, and it's what, like what, 3 o'clock in the morning right now? Yeah. Okay, well. And for once, and for once I, I actually bought it. Okay. Oh, fuck. Wow. I actually bought it. And with four matches? Not, well, I bought it. I'm obviously uh, buy it, so hell. But <laughs> I'm actually seriously considering calling up my um, Sky Sports and going, I want a refund because <laughs> that was awful. So, I mean, overall, what did you think of the show? I mean, obviously, we <laughs> we had a pretty bad start off tonight. I think just the night capped off. With everything bad that happened on this broadcast, with uh, you know the the delay, with having problems with UStream tonight, just everything that went down just kind of magnified this experience for me into a very negative experience. And I'll say it: I thought that the card was complete drivel up until the U.S. title match and that last chamber match. Everything else before was just you know wadded in the trash, throw it away, and forget about it. To me, it's Basically, it seemed like they were backstage flipping a coin and going, Edge, go out. Regal, out. It just... The first match was okay because I was actually doing um, 
play-by-play play 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 in your chat room whilst you're waiting for the show to load up. So that match I didn't really have much fun with. But the rest of the card, oh, I'm, I, I'm never, ever, ever buying a pay-per-view ever again, apart from WrestleMania. This has destroyed any hope that I've had in ever buying a pay-per-view. Heck, I, I know I'm quite, quite a WWE fanboy, but man, the last TNA pay-per-view against the Lord made this look worse than December to, to December. I hope to God that TNA moving to Monday makes Richard Man buck up, buck up his ideas because I cannot stand any more bad pay-per-views like we had tonight. Don't forget that TNA is still on the on the road to what WWE is. I mean, we thought that the last two TNA pay-per-views were very good simply because, and so did the trade dog, he agreed with us, that that in the forward progression that they were trying to... Uh, Trade's that, a TNA whore, though. That they were trying to, uh, to make, they did a very good job. Yeah, it wasn't WrestleMania 17, but it wasn't trying to be. So for, for the people who hated the last two TNA pay-per-views, I don't know what you were watching because, yeah, you're paying 30 bucks to see them continue down the road to progression, but... It, it, they're still, ma- they're still, they're still very positive. Sorry, Trey. You said he was a horror period. <laughs> I don't even know the Trey dog that well, and I, I would concur line. with that statement. Sorry about that, Crowley. The last two tenet pay-per-views actually followed a storyline. Tonight followed like one storyline, and it was a swerve mania. It was. WWE need, need to stop smoking. What are they smoking? Hell, they. Last week they come up with some stupendous names. Now they're booking literally as the show's on the air still. Ugh. There's a man needs to pull out, pull out his finger and start to book some good crap or TNA will start nick- nicking some fans. Well, if this is the kick that Vince is going on. I know that he's fixing to have some competition. And he keeps telling people that he's not afraid, he's not scared. He doesn't even consider them competition. If this is the kind of dribble that he's going to throw out there, knowing that he has... Uh, another company that's that's invading his doorstep. I mean, TNA's won this war at this point. If this is what we're going to see, <laughs> if WrestleMania is as bad as tonight, wow. I mean, and and that's a bold statement. I know there've been some bad WrestleManias, but yeah, last year. If last year, well, sans the Shawn Michaels Undertaker match and uh, Money in the Bank wasn't that bad, but no, Money in the Bank was solid overall. There was a lot of bad matches last year, so I'll agree with that. Um, uh, but. I'm just hoping that Monday nights when TNA is live or pre-taped, whatever, at least we'll, we'll be able to flip over the channel if if or when WWE decide to cock up again. Because they will, because Mr. Man's not as smart as he used to be. And, hell, I might I might just be turning into a, a TNA fan, but... Or it might be because I'm a little drunk and or both, but... And or both. Yeah, so... <laughs> that's my ramble on tonight's lack of pay-per-view, which I should have bought on the internet, but didn't because I bought it on TV. All right, Crowley, you want to plug anything before I let you go, buddy? Um, this is your forum. I'm too sleepy to plug anything else, so I'll speak soon. Peace. All right, Crowley, we'll talk to you later. All right, guys, so the phone lines are, are open yet He's pissed one more he time. For that, guys, eh? guys, I'll tell you one thing. March 8th and Monday nights permanently going forward are not going to convert people to only TNA fans. I mean, TNA is, is just trying to share an audience. And, I mean, if you can build more wrestling fans based on both shows being on at the same time, just like Nitro and Raw did, good for you. But there will no, not be any TNA-exclusive fans, and there will not be people saying, I'm never watching WWE again because 
Hogan and, and Bischoff have completely taken over my mind. That just is not going to happen. Well, we actually have another caller on the line. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who is this? Yo, what's going on? It's CJ Bowman, man. Hey, what's up, CJ? What's going on with you, man? The other half of that nothing, show. Nothing <laughs> much. I just watched that clusterfuck of a pay-per-view called WWE Presents. Fuck you, Internet Wrestling Community. We do what the hell we want. <laughs> That's another good name. It beats Wild Card. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. You got the Cena swerve. You got the Batista swerve. Then you got the Vicky Guerrero swerve. Remember No Way Out last year? Yep. <laughs> exactly. Then you got MVP versus The Miz, which was pretty awesome. I actually enjoyed that match. I'm like, why didn't he do this at the Rumble? Yeah. You know, you got you got the you got Edge spearing the hell out of William Regal for what? Nobody knows. Very random. Yeah, you know, like I'm Skip Sheffield. I'm like, come on, nobody cares, man. Not you're until Tuesday. Happy, be happy. You're gonna be on Raw and announcing whatever, announcing who you're gonna go after. We know it's Jericho, so what's the use? <laughs> you know. And then we got the SmackDown Elimination Chamber, which is off the hook. I'm sorry, I enjoyed that Elimination Chamber just as much as I enjoyed Raw's Elimination Chamber last year. Yeah, it was solid. Like I said, it's not the best Elimination Chamber of all time, but I wasn't trying to be. It was trying to get Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels over and John Morrison over. And guys, I thought it. It did a, a very good job, and I mean, once again, CM Punk. <laughs> just there's nothing better than a cocky heel who 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 just oozes confidence. You know what though? You know what though? What was really great about this whole thing with CM Punk cutting promos in the middle of the ring, and you know Chris Jericho winning the Rumble, winning not the Rumble, you know, the Elimination Chamber pay per view. I mean, this whole thing, this whole Elimination Chamber. I mean, I have to agree with Don Juan, and you know. And Crelly, that I did enjoy against all odds even better than this pay-per-view. I can't lie. Even though I went on a crappy record going 2-6 two and, two and six on that pay-per-view. <laughs> but, you know, I actually enjoyed it more. I watched it the night after, and I was like, damn, I actually enjoyed this pay-per-view. It made me think about King of the Ring. Now I look at this, and I'm like, good thing I didn't pay forty four ninety five. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, because I, I totally did. Right, nah, and I'm pissed <laughs> off because you know, you know, I gotta pay my money to Jim Dolan, the guy who owns the Knicks. All right, you know, they just signed Tracy McGrady, and all this other stuff, but I gotta pay him that money? No way. <laughs> well, McGrady, McGrady had a good debut. I think he got about twenty-seven points today for the Knicks. Oh hell, wait, no, he debuted on Sunday, Saturday. Oh, Saturday, pardon me, pardon me. And speaking yeah. of sports, our condolences go out to Team Canada who took a money shot on the chin from Team USA tonight in the Olympic hockey uh, in at the Olympics in Vancouver. Uh, they were down 5-3. to three. The fifth goal was an empty netter. And all of you uh, Team Canada fans um, are, are rather uh, not feeling so good right now. However, all of the Team USA, the Team USA hockey fans, especially all of those... Team USA hockey fans from Oklahoma are really happy tonight. <laughs> Got your ass handed to you by Team USA. Biatches! I think the Canadian wrestlers are paying their American counterparts a lot of money in uh, in bets tonight. Uh, oh, just accept the sore loser in the dressing room in St. Louis. Yeah, Jericho's probably like, I, I won the World Heavyweight Championship, but I, I think I got to pay John Cena money. Crap. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. An overall negative night for Chris Jericho, probably. 
<laughs> no, that no, ended on a positive. Negative, negative in a wallet. That ended. That ended on a positive. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I was happy to hear that the U.S. hockey team beat Team Canada because I'm sick of hearing Dave talk about another Canadian wins something. Hey, well, <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris Jericho is the world heavyweight champion right now. Well, good for you. So good I kinda, for him. So I kind of broke even on the night, and if Maurice or Gail Kim had actually had a match, maybe we'd be a little bit ahead. And, and I guess you're going to feel really good at WrestleMania when uh, Edge, the other Canadian, wins, aren't you? Hey, we could oh, have two Canadians. But guess what? A Filipino won the WWE Championship. Half Filipino. <laughs> That's true. Half Filipino, but yeah. Hey, I, and I can relate because I'm Filipino, too. I was born there. Yes. And, and you're going to... We're going to take the show on the road to Manila one day, and you'll be able to show us around. Exactly. Exactly. Prostitution yeah. is legal in Manila, you know. So I've heard. As it is in Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, so, so overall, CJ, I mean, if you had to give this a grade, I, I'm, I'm dying to know here. If you had to give the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view a, a letter grade, what would you give it? A, and letter, why? a letter grade. I'm going to give you two grades from two aspects. As a casual fan, I give it a... C plus, you know, because there's a lot of things you didn't expect. As an analyst per se, I'd have to give it a D plus for the simple fact that it was poor build up, and the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, nobody knew what was going on. It seemed like you know they were scrambling backstage to actually get things right. Well, that, that's an interesting perspective, and whether or not they were, in fact, and I hasten to say probably not, scrambling backstage, that that's the way that it came off as seeming, that, in fact, what the hell is going on? Uh, and, and once again, as I said, during the Sunday Night Showdown broadcast, um, that was highly evident by the quietness of the crowd at the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, because they... We're certainly quiet because they didn't know what the hell was going on either. I mean, but doesn't St. Louis usually have like a quiet crowd depending on depending on the time of year that they go down there? If it's the summer, it's hot. I noticed that in the winter, they're kind of cool. Well, St. Louis is a traditional wrestling crowd, man. I mean, this is true. Th- this is a, this was a big territory back in the day. But although so these fans are you know rabid wrestling fans, I've seen some great St. Louis crowds. But after what they saw tonight. I mean, my God. They're waiting for TNA to come down there, you know? Dude, it was hard for me to actually call the action on this show tonight. I mean, granted, I had a lot on my mind with, you know, my little girl being sick, my wife leaving for a week, uh, the, the show not running the way it's supposed to. Your wife left you? Know, you? Us, us starting, uh, you know, an hour later than normal. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of factors, but just watching the overall crappiness of the first couple of hours of this pay-per-view. New high in crappiness. Was just... I don't know. It was hard to gain focus on what was going on. You were speechless twice, I believe, in hour two. JJ, you were speechless twice, and that never happens. I know that never happens. I won't lie to you, though. I won't lie to you. I mean, they have about five weeks to pick up. So Yeah, they do. So, CJ, uh, anything else before we let you go? Any plugs? Yeah, I want to plug, yeah, you know, Curly plug on headlines. The headlines already. Um, I think I'm gonna plug. I think I'm also gonna plug my show on Tuesday nights before unplug the Headlocks Lounge. We have three guests, local wrestlers from New York City. My friend Tommy Hart from NSW and my friends Jamal Jackson and SD3 from 2KW, friends that I used to go to school with. Very cool. 
so we're going to really do a big one. So we're talking about, we're talking about obviously the pay-per-view. We're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw. We're going to be talking about NXT, which premieres literally as I leave the station. So this is going to be a big night. It is, you know, because you've got your show going right into NXT. We'll be recapping NXT, myself and uh, David Stevens, on Tuesday night for Unplugged. So, yeah, it's going to be a big deal on Tuesday. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm expecting a lot of good things out of NXT, especially especially with The Miz and Brian and Daniel Bryan Danielson. I like that. I had to say it for Mike. <laughs> All right, CJ, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Okay, Tuesday. All right, uh, this is the point in time we actually have to say goodbye to one Mark the Shark to Carlo. Am I being future endeavored? Well, you said you had to go. Well, I didn't say permanently. Tonight, <laughs> Mrs. Shark has to be serviced. Well, uh, I thought you were divorced. Not yet. But <laughs> oh, boy. The, the last time Mrs. Shark got serviced was was not a, not a pleasant sight. But anyways, uh, listen. Uh, as as confounded as we were during the pay-per-view broadcast as to the goings-on uh, of the pay-per-view and certainly the audience's reaction uh, to the pay-per-view, um, I, I actually found the two Elimination Chambers to be highly entertaining. Um, Swervamania is running wild all over... Uh, uh, all over the pay-per-view tonight, and uh, for everybody that uh, phoned in, a special shout-out and a thanks to uh, the self-proclaimed king of all Italian pornography, or pardon me, how do, is, that, is that the way it goes? The yeah. self-proclaimed king of Italy and Italian pornography, Mike Siciliano, thank you for uh, uh, messing around with the shark tonight. I, I had a good time, and I had a good time, as usual, here on Sunday Night Showdown, and uh, Mark the Shark to Carlo, thanks, uh, JJ and Internet Dave, and in her absence, of course, the simply ravishing one, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, uh, and everybody else that listened to Sunday Night Showdown tonight, thanks, and uh, I'll catch you later. All right, Shark, we'll talk to you later, but uh, on that note, we actually do have our possible final caller of the night. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who is this? Okay, apparently there is nobody on the line. That's that's pretty cool. That was pretty final. That is pretty final. That's good stuff. That's that's radio for you, you know? All right, so I'm going to take one more call, guys, and then we're going to wrap this show up. So uh, first come, first serve. And we'll see you later, Shark. <laughs> All right, buddy, have a good night. So overall, Dave, I have to admit, I'm just... I'm glad that at least we had something that ended on a positive note uh, with the U.S. title match with Jericho in a very good chamber match going over as the new world heavyweight champion with assistance from the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. We all kind of called that. We all saw that one coming. And so uh, yeah. very predictable, but at the same time, they did swerve us quite a bit tonight. So yeah, it, it, I'll give them some credit. Yeah, I mean... You'd think that Cena and Batista would have been involved based on the whole Brett-Vince issue, but to change the title twice in the same night surprised me. Now, basically, this gives us one conclusion that I don't think a lot of us were expecting over the, uh, over the fall and now into the hopefully into the spring here pretty quick, that Triple H will not be the champion of the Raw brand after WrestleMania. 
unless some other crazy scenarios happen between then and now, Triple H will face Sheamus at WrestleMania 26 in a non-title match, which means that he will not be the champion, which I think a lot of people predicted the opposite of. I really hope that that Triple H facing facing Sheamus at the pay-per-view does not turn into what Triple H had with Booker T at WrestleMania a few years ago, which was a highly forgettable match and a pretty nonsensical feud. Hopefully, now that uh, Triple H has been working with Sheamus, that Sheamus can now finally deliver, but we'll have to wait and see. Showdown, who is this? Oh, man. It's uh, one man X. What's going on, X? He won the race. Uh... Uh, there was a pay-per-view tonight. Well, but before we get into the pay-per-view, I, how are you feeling today? First of all, uh, I know you you had quite the binge, the bender last night. I just I you know how oh, that's how are right. you how yeah. are you doing today? Um, I, I woke up, uh, ate a big greasy pile of bacon, uh, watched some movies, and um, took a couple of aspirins. But I'm feeling good right now. But <laughs> but this pay-per-view did not help that headache. I'm sure it made you probably want to drink more because I I wish I had Jack Daniels tonight because I'd, I'd be drunk right now. Yeah, and I I see myself as very fair when it comes to judging wrestling things. I don't see myself as too biased. I do have kind of a, a small hate for TNA, but that's because I've been a fan for so long. But God, this this Christ. Are you falling asleep on the air? Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna hang myself because this <laughs> and, yeah, I, sh- I I streamed this pay per view and, and I feel like I, I I'm owed money now, and uh, I'm gonna be fair from the Miz MVP match to about the end of the show. Very good. I liked both the Chambers matches. I liked how they were very different from each other. Yeah. Uh, I thought. The wrestling outside of the women's match, okay. It just felt like they were really trying to fill in the rest of that time. And it was just like, you, I mean, I agree with everyone else. They could have done an NXT match. They could have just gave us a straight Divas match or just something. But outside of the two chambers and the Miz MVP, this pay-per-view was just there. Yeah, guys, it's amazing how one hour or just two or three segments can sour a large crowd on a very on on a pay per view where everything else was good. But if you have one or two bad segments, JJ, it it doesn't matter how good everything else was. I agree. I completely agree. And I just want to say before we actually wrap the show, I want to say thanks to everyone who uh, joined us tonight. Uh, thanks for being so supportive. I know we had a late start and uh, things didn't go as planned, but. You know, thank you for uh, for tuning in tonight, and thank you to the chat. You guys are always booming, and I appreciate everything that you do for us, and you really keep things going. The conversations are always nice to look at in the chat room. So overall, X, what would you give this pay-per-view a grade? Um, I think I'm going to go the C.J. Bowman route. The as a as just watching a paper as watching a pay-per-view, uh, I think I give it a C. I think I, I think comparing it to the last TNA pay-per-view. Um, on the on the TNA pay per view, there was a nasty boys match, and that is like that's a black <laughs> hole. 
And I think the WWE, uh, it didn't have a black hole. So I think it has the advantage there. But kind of just as a smarky IWC, I know everything because I can name every Japanese wrestler that has ever won a title. D D minus because it's really a two match. It's a two three match show, and for three hours, that's disappointing. Yeah, I think you give certain segments nine out of ten, and z- certain segments zero out of ten, and then it averages to pretty much what you said there, X. Yeah. Well, with X on the line, I'll go ahead and say this now. I'll go ahead and give my grade. I'm going to have to give it a C minus just because I really thought the last couple of matches really saved the show. Um, you know, and the unpredictability of what we saw in the first chamber match was was interesting. So, I will give it a C minus and uh I I just I hope that going on from this point that they have some type of creative booking in mind for what they want to do with WrestleMania cuz I got to be honest, if WrestleMania ends up being random mania like this pay-per-view, it's not going to get a good buy rate and it's not going to be good to watch. Yeah. All right. Go to but bed, I'll dude. Give it, I'll give it to them. They they did lay the groundwork for the WrestleMania. You can see where a lot of this stuff is going to go. So I'll give them that they did build to something, but it was just like you had to wade through like a pile of shit just to get to the good part. No doubt about that. Well, X, you got anything you want to plug before I let you go, brother? Um, uh, Headlocks the Headlines, Headlocks Lounge, uh, Unplugged, WNL, March the 1st. Yep, eight days from now. Uh, I guess coming for me, I don't have an idea for another column, but this pay-per-view and the last pay-per-view really is starting to make me think about the pricing for pay-per-views and the fact that these shows are ending early. They're not going three hours. Well, WWE They're always ending. they've always had the formula. They've always ended about the forty-five minute mark. Yeah, forty-five or fifty past the hour. This ended at forty past the hour. So, I mean, we couldn't expect anything more from the six men who were in the uh, SmackDown Elimination Chamber. But yeah, after all the bullshit of of that second hour, plus the fact that we got ten minutes less than we normally do, yeah. WWE has to realize that people aren't buying these shows to sit by themselves and watch them. It's it's what we have here at the uh, International Worldwide Headquarters, which is a group of us paying one person to order the pay-per-view. I mean, that's what we did at Rump- for the WrestleMania last year. There was, what, seven of us. So, I mean, that's what a lot of people are doing. So, to me, especially the whole thing about um, Survivor Series' numbers going down 40%, and Vince having a conniption and changing the whole format. To me, there may have still been the same number of fans watching, but there may not have been the same number of people buying. But, of course, it's all about dollars and cents. <clears throat> I agree. Uh, all right, Nick, we're going we're gonna to talk to you later there, bud. Yeah, and just a quick note on what I said about the whole the whole pay-per-view thing. TNA is not immune to this. They are they are just as guilty, too. So I don't want to have anyone take this be like, oh, I'm joining the whole TNA love train because I'm going to be deadly honest. TNA is in the same sinking ship with WWE as it comes to quality stuff. But that that's kind of it for me. So uh, you guys have a great night. Awesome show, JJ. Thanks, man. I appreciate the support. All right. Yeah, guys, I mean, right now it could turn into a, a case where if both shows go down the shitter starting March 8th, which I doubt, but if they do, then... I think people would be supporting kind of a lesser of two evils because uh, 
you're a wrestling fan and you want to support it, but you're going to pick shitty over really shitty. And that has been pretty much the show for tonight, Sunday Night Showdown. We're a little, uh, <laughs> it's funny, we're an hour short tonight, so uh, <laughs> the archive will be kind of interesting. Uh, again, I want to say thanks to everyone who tunes in. Uh, we, we couldn't do this show without you guys, and I'm glad that you continue to support us uh, through thick and thin. And uh, I appreciate the hell out of that, so thank you all very much. I will see you guys again on Tuesday night for Unplugged. Definitely check it out. We've got a lot of stuff brewing on Unplugged. Sean's going to join me. We're going to talk a couple of reviews, Halo Legends. We're going to talk about Aliens vs. Predator. We're going to talk about Dante's Inferno. So it's going to be a very interesting show. And, of course, let's not forget we're going to have David Stevens on to, to recap what happened on Next. WWE NXT. Looking forward to it. So with that said, we're going to get out of here. We'll talk to you guys this Tuesday night. And don't forget, eight days from now, Wrestling News Live returns to the airwaves, myself and the Trey Dog. Will anything ever be the same? And if you have not checked out the EFED, ladies and gentlemen, it is up right under the player. Check it out. And yes, Mike Siciliano, don't forget this is also your home for the Pro Wrestling Rewind. Mike Siciliano, the power Andy Knowles. On the network that's not a network. No, it's the island of misfit shows right here on www.sundaynightshowdown.com. So guys, with that said... We are out of here.